Hello and welcome to Gumpel Dust Memories, a kind of almost festive Gumpel Dust Memories. Yep. We're recording this in the last day in November, so... It's pretty much Christmas. I've seen a few trees. No advent calendars yet, unfortunately. There's uh, there's some people across from my parents' house had their tree up at the start of November. That's, 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 that's <laughs> very, well very festive. So you can get a Gundam advent calendar. Oh, that's that's nice. Like a wee bit, yeah, a wee bit every day. Little SD Zaku chocolates behind the doors, and I love the idea that Christmas Day is like the polycaps. <laughs> <laughs> Can't build it till Christmas. That's where you get. That's what Santa leaves you if you're badly behaved. Some chalky polycaps. That's a cute idea, though, Bandai. If well, we know you're listening. Yeah. Bandai. Well, I mean, they could also do what there's the Lego Star Wars advent calendar where you get pieces of Lego every day. You get like a twenty three on December first. B2 on December 2nd and then eventually by December 25th you've got your own Zaku 25 part Zaku though might not, <laughs> might not be the best thing surely a high grade Zaku is about 25 yeah, you could do that or no, no grade or something like that we're joined again by he's not really a guest anymore he's, he's just the basically third, the third, third host, member the eternal guest I'm happy enough Ah, see, if Owen angles himself as the guest, it means that he can be detached from the process. <laughs> yeah, if if anyone takes a big issue with what happens at Gunfredos Memories, I can suddenly this jettison is, myself yeah. out. Look, they brought me in. Contractor. Contractor. You know, it was... <laughs> I uh, flip back and forth between considering myself the man behind it all <laughs> and being completely disassociated the whenever man, it the, suits the man behind the curtain <laughs> behind the curtain because he's scared of the people on the other side of it <laughs> gumpla people seem nice enough well you can tell us all about your gumpla people later on actually that's you went true, to yeah. that's got true. a special trip report yeah one's got a wee report he went to the the, gum, the Gundam club yeah turns out there's a place in Dublin selling Gumpla, who knew? Stick around, find out more later. <laughs> hey, Jim's got a wee special report as yeah, well. You went I went on there. another. I went on a trip as well um, to see the the premier air quotes to London, of the capital of the Great Britain. Britain. Yep, everyone's favourite place, the mm. big smoke. Yeah, and we got we we've we've written a wee a series of notes for today's podcast, and uh, beyond this, the next thing we got on the agenda is drag Jim. So we're gonna yeah. take some everyone's time. Everyone's favourite. Everyone's been waiting for this. We've had some complaints about the Gumpel Dust brand recently. Yeah, uh, the social media presence has been... Well, Jim, in, in your own words, what's what's been happening? There's been a few... Everyone Hiccups. knows, everyone knows I'm a, a retweet first, ask questions later kind of guy. I like to fire off as much social media content as possible, and sometimes that has consequences. Sometimes I look before I leap, or I leap before I look. Or in other words, and I've I've retweeted some off-brand content. I think people still enjoy learning about Westminster and anal <laughs> and, and it's like uh, and but, its crimes, but maybe not uh, from that account. Uh, you can maybe follow me on my personal account at Let's Hug Bro if you want to. Get I think it's a pretty strong brand. It's a pretty strong brand. Um, anal and the left are my two, <laughs> two biggest passions in life. So As a, the Venn diagram I, is I, right, I, I do feel we should make clear what kind of anal you're talking about not even trying to be rude but if you offhandedly say Jim's brand is anal and lame (laughs) the left anal to the left yeah just at at me afterwards after the podcast and for more information I can fill you in I still don't feel like you're being very clear (laughs) keep it mysterious keep it that's how we drive engagement with the Gunplutters brand a little little mystery what is what is Barry talking about Jim crashing into your DMs on a bass jammer (laughs) I'm here to tell you about anal, guys. 
So you've been building some off-brand models as well. We'll let you talk about that. While we're dragging you, yeah, we're off-brand. So, you can tell us about it. Uh, I guess, like a lot of people... You, you've, well, are you not building the Resistance I, X-Wing right si- now? It's sitting in pieces waiting Gym. to be built. Oh, waiting to be built. So I was gonna say, well, that's, that's against the Gundam rules. You, you, you can't, can't build, build something. I've seen it. And well, this is, this is the problem. So what happened was, it was literally this time last year, the first trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens came out. Uh, and there was uh, that shot that I think everyone who's a lap, lapsed Star Wars fan uh, probably went a little bit wild for with the the X-Wings flying over the lake and you're like, oh, it was amazing. And of course, being the, con- the pathetic consumerist that I am, uh, my first reaction was I want an X-Wing toy and also being a plamo fiend, uh, I decided the best thing to do was go to my old friend's Bandai and pick yeah, up well, the... Yeah, when we saw Bandai were making those kits, I was like, yeah. yeah. So the Bandai X-Wing, um, bought that and then excitedly tweeted out about it. Um, and then someone's immediate response was, oh, Jim, that's quite bold of you. Um, and I was like, oh, why is that? What's wrong with that? And uh, someone kindly linked me to a picture of what a snap-built Bandai X-Wing looks like. Uh, and it's just white, just pure snow white. It's like, it looks like a... And the unpainted airfix. Looks, like, looks like it's been carved out of chalk or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's not even just uh, full grey. You think they make it just color, yeah. It's not like X-Wing grey, it's just... I think it's one of those kits that they made it to be painted, yeah. basically. I think you're so, supposed to paint it. It was very uh, remorseful and sad about so that. This is it, this is when you stray away from Gundam. I've been tempted yeah, to by some other stuff. I'm like, oh, I could get that, but it's like... Nah, Gumpla, Gumpla's got got your back with the snapping yeah. and the... Yeah, the kit arrived, went on top of the pile with everything else for about nine, ten months. And then in October, uh, kind of, I'd almost kind of forgotten about the new film for quite a while. They kind of, they showed uh, that trailer and then kind of went in the background for a while. And then it and basically showed up at your house and started chapping on your door. Yeah, like aggressively banging down the door. Jimmy Bola, X-Wing yet! The new Star Wars is here. You Are you a real one. Star Wars fan or are you a fake... Um, so you, got, I kind you of, got a TIE fighter yet? I was like, right, Bandai and Disney and J.J. Abrams, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you all and I'm going to build this Bandai X-Wing. Looked up online, couldn't find the right colour of paint, couldn't find anything like that. Thought I was going to have to turn, went, looked up the instructions, translated them from Japanese. The recommended colour was this weird hybrid of white and eggshell. Oh, and it's like air, airbrushing then. For- so I was like, oh, I'm going to have to get an airbrush. And then... My my hero, my brother in arms, Barry Toppin, <laughs> uh, slid into my mentions. And I was said, just trying to save you money, man. Yeah, he's well. This is the thing: is I had I had the demon Owen O'Donnell on one side, <laughs> and I had the angel Barry Toppin on the other side. Take Please. that! That horns <laughs> that horns that wounds him deeply. Yeah, anyone who only knows me through Gone to Dust memories must be wondering what's <laughs> what's this sudden. So we got they the, don't. Yeah. Left anal in the demonic Owen O'Donnell. It's getting worse and worse all the time. <laughs> but anyway, I'm digressing. We're going. We're, this was supposed to be a, a segue. Yeah, we're supposed yeah. to be dragging you right now. We're supposed to be dragging me, and I'm dragging everyone else. I've turned the tables. Quite He's providing his own evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, as Barry pointed out, actually, uh, Tamiya's light grey primer is actually a pretty good substitute for the shades of grey that the X-wing is. Primer's cheap as well. It's very cheap actually. Yeah, I heard that, folks. A substitute. It's not the. It's not the real thing. X-wing. You you wouldn't. um, George Lucas would be very impressed. But so he wanted to show off to J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is going to come round, and he's going to know. 
gonna know. He's gonna see. Nope, it's not real. It's not gonna be in my Star Wars film, the new superior Star Wars. You, you built but, it though, and you yeah paint, uh, painted the wee R two D two and the wee yeah. Luke so Skywalker. it was actually it was pretty good fun. Um, one thing that worked out really well was I panel I panel lined it before I spray painted it. So okay. done all the panels. It's got great. I really recommend it if you are a Star Wars fan. It's a really really great model kit. Um, it looks really cool. Um, and it's very satisfying to panel in. It's got loads of little small details um, that were highlighted really well by... I just used standard Gundam markers. Worked really well. And then just sprayed on top of it with a primer. And the panel lines still showed up through the primer because they were dark enough. That's pretty good. And then um, there wasn't much to it beyond that. Just uh, I also used... Because it's just pure white, I uh, also had to get some uh, stealth black. Very cool. Stealth black, stealth black uh, spray paint uh, to add some of the darker details, and then some silver as well to make some of the metallic stuff. But you only needed three or four paints uh, to make it look really good. Um, I was really happy with it. Um, Use a lot of water slides. Um, There are water slides. It's ridiculous. Um, I think we've talked about it in the past, but pilot bits and things like that, Mm. even on the one one hundred kits, are a nightmare. Um, so I had a 172 Luke Skywalker, uh, and there was decals to actually add the detail, but... Oh, to the pilot? To, yeah, to the pilot, but um, <laughs> I initially tried to put a tiny, tiny water slide stripe on his helmet, uh, and it just wasn't happening. War, water it slides crumbled. are a nightmare. Like. As soon as the... Well, I, I kind of enjoyed the large water slides that went on the X-Wing, but the pilot one... Um, you can you can do my Master Grade Shenandue <laughs> for me. It's like one giant decal for the show. Give me a bucket and uh, some Q-tips and mm-hmm. I'll get it sorted. I got like a... I bought Mark Sotter, Mark Softer and Mark Setter and I don't really feel like they helped me that much, oh. to be honest. Yeah, I looked up online and if you... Well, this is the, the added benefit of it being primer is it's surface primer, so the warp slides apparently take to surface primer quite okay. well. But anyway, sorry, going on for ages. About yeah, they always say you should clear coat before you yeah. apply your decals, but it seems like a uh, lot. Of, a lot yeah, of uh, built it all up, looks great, and then uh, that was me. It was Stardust Memories, I guess. So, <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> when, uh, war, Star Wars. You can, you can do that one on your own, Jim. I'll do that mm-hmm. one, but um, yeah, that was me in, so I went this to This week I've built a Java 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 that's is that done? And Do I hear that was coming to an end. Or so is it's it still it's happening. In a diff- it's in a precarious situation actually. No, is that why I kind of get them over here? So yeah, it was very difficult to get a hold of the kits, and people thought was it a, a Disney licensing thing? Was it Bandai's problem? And then what actually turned out to be the case was uh, Revel, who are um, American model maker, were also putting out their own lines of Star Wars kits that were the same scale and very similar. But so I think for most people, lacking in inferior. Parts. One thing that was quite interesting about building the X-Wing is you kind of, you strayed out into the broader world of model making. Um, so usually whenever I look up stuff to do with uh, Gunpla, I just stick to Gundam, Gundam forums. But um, for looking up water slides and people talking about Star Wars, I was on like random model making, like guys who build the, the Panzer tanks and things like that. They were all talking about it and they were all saying these Japanese kids are actually a lot better than the Revels and blah 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 <laughs> and they're like they're like they're I love the inferring accents from well, forum posts they were like well, whenever I looked up videos it's 
there seems to be something about everyone says they're posed people from Yeehaw! there seems to be a lot of people in the deep south who are into model making I've noticed that from videos is there's a lot of like here's my tutorial on how to apply the confederate flag to the Th- general league those could be our listeners oh shit <laughs> yeah. apologies to anyone in the deep south who <laughs> the apologies to anyone who's really into the confederate flag <laughs> yeah. but yeah well sorry so where was it so yeah actually so there seemed to be a consensus like among american model makers that the bandai kits are superior to revel so i think the problem is revel have basically crapped their pants a little bit and are worried that bandai is going to steal their market for star wars model kits and right, rightly so i mean i'm not yeah. I, I don't build a lot of revel kits so i can't really comment but i don't imagine stuff like revel and airfix and all have come on much in the last no, as I saw a comparison, years. there's a both Revel and Bandai have done the Millennium Falcon, and someone basically compared them, okay. and it looked like Bandai's was a lot better. So I think Revel are kind of scared. Two, two bits of plastic that you just glue. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. So not quite general Revel then. Oh, Ooh. he's brought it back. He's we're drifted too far into Star Wars. <laughs> they, 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 should, they should do that. They should like remake Unicorn and the general Revel is just like the worst spaceship. <laughs> it's like it's just a tank floating through space. A big plastic. Ah, it's a general Revel. But yeah, um, it seems like they, you can still get them. Uh, I think eBay sellers are your best bet because obviously people, random guys in Hong Kong don't care about uh, legal injunctions so you can still get them yeah. easily enough if you know where to look did you uh, did you get anything anyone get any gumpla on the, the Black Friday sales uh, I didn't really see anything that appealed to me actually I, I um, came up with a good idea um, I, like you were saying earlier we, we were talking earlier about how like it's kind of harder and harder to decide what you want for Christmas I, I I told my girlfriend Rio I was like just buy me any two models you want off, off Bansai Hobby <laughs> so I just sent her the all to Bansai Hobby so now I'm getting two to That's kind of exciting, for. actually. It is exciting. I think one of the problems with being an adult at Christmas is there's not many surprises. So, I know yeah, I want to. Sounds like a good idea. I'm, I, it could be anything. I'm trying to think of the best and the worst possible things it could be. <laughs> Two <laughs> RG Zakus. <laughs> um, but I got some. Have you bought any kits recently, actually? Uh, Despite the ones that you're going to talk so about. So, the last thing I, I was going to say at the end of my little Star Wars section is I did not go on to buy. I broke the golden rule and bought the uh, Resistance X-Wing, which is the new design of X-Wing that's going to be in the new film. Um, and You're going to go and see the film and it's going to, this engine's going to make like a constant farting noise or something. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing I was talking about with them. Um, <laughs> oh, there's the X-Wing. There's a really rubbish composite <laughs> just, around it. <laughs> this green rectangle moving across the screen. But that's the thing is, uh, I was joking about with my girlfriend, is there, was pro- there must have been guys in 1998 buying the Jar Jar Binks toys being like, can't wait to see this guy in action. He's going to kick some serious. I remember the first, the first episode one toy that was kind of around as I had the fucking the stamp. Oh the, yeah, what's it, what are they called again? The robots? What are they called? Battle droids? No, no the battle droids are the kind of big uh, shooting ones. Really, this really is totally gladiator podcast. But. What are they called? Are they battle droids? The battle droids are the little kind of beige the guys. We Roger Roger guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the called battle, battle droids. I really, I really liked them. I like them. I'm, I'm, it's kind of. Mm. I like them it too. feels controversial to say you like no, good anything fun. from episode one, but I you like Boss Nass. You like him. <laughs> well, you didn't mention Brian Watto Blessed. Already. Yeah, Watto. Yeah, I know. Is, you, is Brian Blessed Boss Nass? Yeah, and he he mentioned it during the. Well, this I will probably know. have to be cut out because I'm just talking about my life. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Feel free. Uh, I saw. Uh, I went to a screening of. 
Flash Gordon yesterday and there was a Q&A with Brian Blessed beforehand and he mentioned being Boss Nass and he described himself as being the hero of that film, <laughs> Boss Nass. Because he, and he and has the blade oh, 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 oh. well, I didn't know well, that. Brian Blessed seems to think so. Yeah. Did anyone <laughs> ask him about Star Wars? Um, no. <laughs> did, <laughs> because... did anyone anyone ask him about Gunpla? Uh, yep. Imagine Brian Blessed called him a gumpla. Blowing all the polycaps away every time he speaks. <laughs> trying to pose it and it's just constantly falling Could you imagine trying to, apply, <laughs> trying to apply decals with massive Brian Blessed? Beard, beard full of decals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've really curbed my kit by and after I was like, right, no more kits till I build some. But I did, I watched uh, Igloo again. Mm-hmm. So I bought myself a Zuda. Oh, good choice. I was choice. like, Zuda's such a, such a cool kit. I think you Oh yeah, I've not I've not built it yet, but it's really cool. You should see the sticker sheet it comes with. Hmm. It was super cheap. It was like six pounds. How old is it? I think. Well, how old Igloo? It's like late two thousands. I think. Uh, I think it's early ish. It's like it's been a while now, but it's <laughs> I think it looks good. older than it, it is. is the CG line. is a wee bit dated already. But um, it's it's a really kind of simple looking kit. I think there's only five or six runners, but like the sticker sheet is amazing. The mono eye is a wee plastic pearl kind of thing oh, oh, like cool. a, wee, a wee gem mm-hmm. yeah right. I like those kind of yeah. mm. it comes with it comes with like a massive sniper rifle as well like the biggest kind of cannon bigger than the Dober gun bigger than the master grade Dober, Dober gun on the yeah. doggy so looks like a really nice kit so I'm looking forward to building that cool. it's got a white panel lining you have to do on it which is a new thing for me oh okay you can gun the marker you do it with the paint markers yeah. yeah the white I think we talked about the infamous white Gundam marker on Just the last episode a little week I don't know. I don't even know how to get around that. You just have to keep doing it, I guess. Yeah. But it's so yeah. milky. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think the last kits I bought were when I went on my little day trip to Glasgow Comic Con. No, I yeah. bought Bear Guy Family, the Jester Cannon, which I've built, and I bought a second Hymock because I really like the Hymock. Cool. It's good. Uh, fun. You you bought us you bought us some uh, wee fusion works guys. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I'm like honestly, man. The minute the floodgates are open, if, like if I buy another one, that's going to be me. I'm just going <laughs> to buy. It. They're so cool. Like they're so cool. Oh yeah, I suppose I went on a trip to the Netherlands as well in August oh, and yeah. went to. Uh, a comic book shop that does a lot of Gundam kits. It was recommended by listener Heat Phoenix or Zach, um, our old pal Zach Vanderbeesh. I recommended this great shop with loads of uh, Plamo. Um, and I didn't have any space in my carry-on for Plamo, but picked up a couple of... What a carry-on. <laughs> bought, <laughs> bought a carry-on for the plane. Um, Gone in the duty-free section, imagine that. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, this is this is the fear is when imagine trying to build a gun plot on a plane, <laughs> just bringing out your craft. It's fine. Tiny wee table in that. I've got me this trying to stay calm thing. on a plane, but then also having to do really <laughs> intricate work on a gun plot. Owen has very bad in-flight anxiety and has yeah. to take a lot of drugs when he flies, <laughs> which is just <laughs> part of the fun. It is. It really is part and of I've, the fun. I've experienced it firsthand. It was a great laugh. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so sorry you were saying so you didn't get anything in the well, was, Netherlands no I just got little small toys I can't remember the names of them but w- like, windmill, windmill Gundam no they didn't have weirdly enough he didn't have a windmill it would be, Gundam wouldn't it be great if uh, every G Gundam kit was only available in its respective <laughs> country and like you had to go to the Netherlands to get another Gundam imagine being in a you'd only find them in like the that country's equivalent of like a Scotland shop <laughs> next to all the tat like. I probably would travel out to America to get a Max or Gundam oh uh, 
you you sort of have the uh, the John Bull, is it? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Show some pride, guys. Come on. <laughs> I do love in G Gundam the every fact episode, that, like, every episode <laughs> owns G Gundam tirade. But I, I do really like that the the British Gundam in that is like a fraud and just about like it's a good this metaphor. past yeah. glory that mm-hmm. I can't let go of, and it's actually just an an already dead man. <laughs> Fueled by his own passion for the past, which he can never get back. See, this is a very this is becoming a very left podcast, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. A quick, say something. Anyway, anal, anal, anal. anal what's this? Uh, Zeon was right. <laughs> wow, swing back to the right. Yeah, that's that's balance. Mm. <laughs> Just two extremist <laughs> opinions. Um, you got any kits? You've you've quietened right down on your well. I, you're I, hibernating from your hobbies for the winter. Well, I thought that. Uh, I'd bought enough in Japan. Like the plan was, I'll buy so much when I was there that'll keep me going until whenever I'm in Asia again. <laughs> and uh, that was working out just fine, and I still have some to build. But once I discovered that there was a gumpler shop in Dublin, Shakar, uh, it, w- it was great, and it's just like they were actually reasonably priced as well. So I've ended up buying uh, the Origin. Shar Zaku 2 high grade which just seems to be a really popular kit mm. at the moment mm-hmm. and uh, the Ortega um, Zaku yeah. we were uh, well, is we it? were talking about um, Black Tri Stars the other night and it's like <laughs> neither of us could remember who the other one was uh, Ortega, Mash, Ortega Mash, and the other, other guy Ash, I always remember the acronym is OMG Ortega Mash Gaia Gaia. Ah, of course. That's how that's my Gundam, Gundam trivia acronyms. There you go. That's a good way to remember that. Like, I don't know how I forgot either. Like, having read so much of the origins. Just, I'm just still waiting for the pub me. quiz where they ask who the Black Triceratops were. It's just never happened. Mash Ortega and Shin Fein. That's a deep cut there for anyone. Who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For anyone I, did, who's, I did wins. If anyone who's slightly concerned by the reference to Sinn Féin, there, there is a character in Gundam The Origin called Sinn Féin. <laughs> she was just just M- maybe, maybe the Gumpel does Twitter isn't off-brand. Like, <laughs> you slowly work this into our brand. We need to... We should do like a... We should do a... a what what Gundam thinks about the troubles, <laughs> and we can we can talk about uh, double O as well, <laughs> the sensitive handling of the IRA and double. So, I think the way we handle the troubles is, Haman should have dropped the colony on Belfast and not double. Oh, that, that. <laughs> Just clean slate. We've offended the deep south and Northern Ireland in one. Podcast. I'll I'll go on record. Haman should have dropped the colony on Belfast. <laughs> just guys, I'm just getting <laughs> marketing the edit that this has to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm playing up to. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a changed man these days. Nothing, nothing gets cut. Everything stays. I'm, I'm playing up to Jim's uh, devil. So there's been a lot of new kits announced. We can just briefly yeah. talk about them. Um, the revive series, yeah, still happening. 
Um, the Mark IIs are out now. Yeah, uh, Cubile is next out this month. Yeah, and then uh, w- one that really grabbed my interest but hasn't surfaced again is the Gian. Yeah, I I'd probably get a Gian. Yeah, definitely revised. It's Gian. happened a few Gian times, fan. hasn't it? That things have been announced. They announced all those. There was that picture of all the the reborn one one hundred oh. scale, the stuff yeah. that's in planning stages. There's like uh, the E Freak Custom, which yeah, E Freak announced. Saw that. that looks great. Looks amazing. <laughs> Sorry. It's like coffee, it's going right through you. I'm fine. <laughs> Jim taking this opportunity. I'm just saying, <laughs> I was waiting for a gap. It's all staying in, guys. It's not. It's... <laughs> now we have to wait, wait, for, wait for Jim to eat chocolate. There you go. Oh, thank you. Mm, fine. You guys, you guys can talk. You no, <laughs> just put a joke. <laughs> so they announced the E Freak Custom, which looks really good. And then there other stuff on there. There was like uh, Barzum was on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the regular Barzum, though, I can't remember the exact name of it, but, but the Barzum variant from Gundam Sentinel is amazing. So I'm kind of hoping they would have made that one. But mm-hmm. regular Barzum still pretty good. Then there was a bunch of. There was a ton of crazy stuff. Kashatria was on there. Like a 1 100 scale Kashatria would be like Nightingale size. And then there was um, a Leo, which. Oh yeah, everyone loves Leo. Um, and a bunch of other stuff I can't remember, but that was yeah. all the stuff that really, really caught and my eye. And there's the new high-definition model line, which yeah. the Barbatos is There seems to be a bit of confusion about that. I saw some people saying it's metal, but is it metal, or I does it just look shiny? So. I think, well, I saw the Barbatos' uh, V-fin is kind of like a gold shininess. I don't know if that's going to be... It might be, it might be kind of like, you know how you get like those painted resin kits that come off the runner yeah. and you just put them together? Maybe that would be good. I think the, the marks on a pre-painted gold... Meccano Gumpler? Mechanic. Is that what's happening? Could be. Connects. I feel like gold is something Bandai do increasingly badly. The best gold parts I've got are on like the old 1990s high grade oh. death size because the stuff on the Banshee, I'm pointing to the Banshee. Yeah. Can't really see it. Is that kind of weird, weird yellow? Oh, yeah. Yellowy yeah. plastic that's not actually gold. Just imagine some yellowy plastic for the viewers at home. Yeah, there's some gold on this oh, yeah. wee Zaku SD guy here. Looks pretty good. He looks good, actually. The problem yeah. with that stuff is if it's not undergated, the finish rubs off. So that's a kind of. A balancing act with it, I guess. But um, and then they announced a bunch more Iron Blood Orphans kits. Yeah, got the Greys, the Greys custom, the Schwalb Greys, Amida Hirakuren, the, fro- uh, the frog looking ones, Guzan, Guzan or Guzan. They haven't said its name in Guzan, the Gundam Guzan. <laughs> Guzan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that see my my brand is finally Guzan roll. Oh. Um, I'm quite hungry. Now. Oh, that's good. Mm, okay. You're the one that's just ate an entire bar of chocolate. I, I can do well. Well, a goujon roll sounds so good. I could probably spring for it that. It was many at lunchtime. There's um, there's the, the continuing with a one one hundred Iron Blooded Orphan series as well. The yep. kind of no grades. I'm not sure what they're like in terms of quality comparison compared to Master Grade. It should be interesting. Like they're releasing a lot of um, parts for the uh, Barbatos as well because obviously. It seems to change appearance like every episode, so they're bringing out loads of different armor sets for it and stuff like that. They're basically like suit design now must purely be done from a how can we make the most amount of money? Yeah, point yeah of definitely. All, well, all Gundam from here on out are going to be modular and have twenty even, iterations. Even in Tomino's works, it's like you got the G Self Assault Pack, the G Self Reflector Pack, the G Self Flight Pack. You can really imagine Tomino sitting down and writing all that. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like I think there must be someone. Whispering in his ear from a Bandai. A gun things. held to his head. Um, and then they announced some more RG stuff. They're doing the the double O from the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Is it, how do you pronounce it? Is it quant? Quant. Is it quant? quant is stupid. It's like square brackets. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, so it'll just be the same inner frame as the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be like a progression. Like they start with the X, yeah, and then work their way up, basically. See, an easy way to make money, I guess. Is, mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not a great lover. Uh, Double is one of those ones where every time there's a, a like the suits change, they get worse. Yeah, because he started like, there with all the first ones are amazing, and then the second series they're not as good, and then in the movie I think they're all. It's it almost looks like it goes the other way. Like oh, right, like they were the, the, yeah, yeah, they look stripped down by the end. It's like the ones at the start look like the kind of ultimate versions, which is kind of strange. But I also just noticed that the through a listing I was looking at is like I, I never clocked it the first time, but like this the Cerevi Gundam. From season two. Oh yeah, is like like Cellavi is. Uh, I don't know how I never got is that. That's really like the Japanese pronunciation. Yeah, I guess. Probably. Well, I mean, I just never thought about it, and then <laughs> I saw someone had written it down as that, and I was like, oh, "Holy shit, that makes a lot of sense." Wow, that's compl- that's turned season two a double around in my head, and I'm just like, "Wow." Don't don't talk shit about double. I know season two. Well, we got to talk about it at some point, but I want. I really want to get one to watch it. It's the one I've been trying to get one to watch because it's the most relevant one. It's as frustr- well for it's you. frustrating I mean, because it's really good, but also really not good. A member <laughs> of the IRA. And a Gundam show. At you. <laughs> I will I will watch it. It has the prettiest boys as well. So. It does actually Lock On and Lock On Two or whatever his name is. I love like no no spoilers but how that character just completely just assumes the role of the other character it's and then it's never brought up again. It's like Coronation Street or EastEnders like twist is like oh they, they totally they <laughs> lost their bottle between seasons like yeah. they wrote themselves in a really good place by the end of the first season then season two they were just like I, I don't know can we get <laughs> is, can we do like a kind of there's the Titans thing again can we do like a Titans thing again <laughs> it's classic classic mm-hmm. it's I love how they, they managed to avoid all the kind of the big Gundam tropes at the start yeah but then the start of season so two it's like strong. let's do let's do let's to get the point listen. where they actually bring out the original Gundam at the end, the double O. Ah, it's like, only... Right, you can just have it. Just have the Gundam. It's fine. It's in the first episode as well, I remember. Oh, that's true. I suppose you do plant the plant the seed, but it does feel a wee bit like they're just... Right, just... Oh, we, we, tried. we need to sell some more kits, guys. You, Let's do it. Um, and they announced the Thunderbolt anime adaption. Yeah. Um, that was e- out of nowhere, really. I kind of didn't expect that. First episode out on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day or something. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing four. They said they're doing four episodes. Yep, to I start think. With. Yeah, that'll be great because I mean, when I'm sitting with my mom and dad, and my gran, they'll be like, "Right, let's <laughs> watch Queen's Speech." I'm like, "Nope, I got something much better." <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. I really enjoyed the Thunderbolt manga. I've read about as much of it as as out, I believe. Yeah, yeah. but um, the the kit the the kits are going to be good because the pre-existing Thunderbolt kits are amazing. So. If they bring out more high grades, you might get that uh, Thunderbolt Dom, which I was oh, very yeah. very upset about not getting. But uh, Master Grades, though, they're doing Master Grades, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure what ones do you think. What ones? We'll probably do the Gundam, I guess. I want to see... Gundam. Well, this is the thing is, um, amusingly enough, the, the high grade of the Thunderbolt Gundam uh, is so ridiculous. It's covered... It's like basically a full armour, guns everywhere. And it's one of the few two high shields. grades. Yeah, two shields, 100 million guns. And it's one of the few high grades that comes with a stand, just mm. because I think Bandai were like, no one's going to be able to make this stand. I think up this Psychozaku comes with a stand as well. It's opposite number. Yeah, so I think um, those kits are a sticker fest, though. So yeah, good well, they're so getting master grades. We both did the Thunderbolt Zaku, which yeah. you did a better job with it than me. You've been Again, nice the, the shame with that one was is like the the actual kind of detail sticker sheet was really nice, but the 
the other sticker shit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like all... it's like they're made by two different companies. <laughs> they're like, we'll get a bunch of professionals to make these stickers, and then we'll get some children to make these. Yeah, like the hazard stripes on it and stuff were great, but I know it's such a great aesthetic, Thunderbolt, and then obviously the. The, the whole jazz thing was oh, always yeah, a big better. selling point for me it's the infamous it's people saying like oh this is copying Cowboy Bebop I was like I only <laughs> see I only, like I only seen I only seen people talking about that people moaning sure, about it rather no, than yeah. surely not like, they weren't the second someone plays a saxophone in an anime you're gonna have people jump over and go ah, rip off it's like <laughs> come, on, come lost, on lost highway o- other it's anime is allowed to have a saxophone in it that's good guys. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot about Thunderbolt to look forward to. But I mean, yeah, I'll be interested to see the kits. One thing I thought is I don't know if you've seen the Atlas Gundam. It's like the kind of the the next suit in Thunderbolt, the next Gundam. It looks a really weird looking suit, and like I, I was like, they're never going to make a high grade out of that. But they may well make a master grade to look it up, if it gets yeah. that. I've not heard of it. It's a wild looking Gundam. It doesn't look like it's basically like a kind of weird bulbous. Has it been in the frame. manga yet? Or? Aye, aye. I'll show you a picture right now. Oh, great. Listeners at home, get your phones out and you can start Googling along with us. Yeah, well, you can do that if you want. Um, <laughs> oh, and sing a song in the meantime. Sing Anime Janai. Then you can just edit in the... <laughs> anime Janai. Anime Janai. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's that's the anime kind of Janai. emotion we want here on Compulsive Alright, I'm nearly there, boys. Here he is. Oh, that's oh, a weird I'm looking gun. That's great. I like it though. It's cool, eh? Yeah, that, that'd make a good it's something around, different. Like. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's it's got the the new Gundam style V fin, which I'm all about. So yeah. So and what's he called again? Atlas Gundam. Cool. So yeah, Thunderbolt should be really good. The yep. thing that you'll notice about the Atlas Gundam that's exciting is look how many joints there are on the leg. <laughs> it's like two. Oh yeah, he's got like double. It's like a hip joint, and then would be fun to pose for sure. Yeah, it's like a joint two. It's basically two knee joints. I like the spine thing. Yeah. No, I hope they make a kit out of that. It could be really good. But so yeah, I mean, die if you're listening. So Thunderbolt kits will be very exciting. Uh, the other series I want to talk about is the Mobile Suit Discovery series. Yeah. Which you built a prototype goof from, yes. but they announced some more. I mean, I think it was obvious that when they started doing the origin, they were going to do like MS-03, 04, and the, all the kind of kits between the mobile worker and, and the eventual Zaku, but they're doing a, a prototype DOM. Yeah, which looks fantastic. Which appears to be like a brand new thing, like I don't yeah, think they've not made in, that design. That's basically. not in the origin, that's just some... Like, the prototype goof isn't in the origin as far as I recall, mm. it just jumps straight to the actual... So mobile Suit Discovery is obviously like the modern equivalent of the Mobile Suit, yeah, yeah. MSV stuff, which is weird because they were still doing MSV till recently yeah uh, I don't know if it's maybe a, is it have they done MSD outside of the origin nah no. all the origin stuff yeah, I guess mo- mobile suit discovery I guess it's like a kind of historical yeah series chart in the development <laughs> of the mobile suit yeah right? so they've got the origin which is very light on mobile suits and they're like how can we make money from this one you know can't make a one one four Lucifer. I want that. Her. I want that prototype Gundam, like you know, from yeah, the yeah. first chapter of the origin. Yeah, the Master Grade with the uh, visor. I want that. Oh yeah, definitely. The Master Grade Origin Gundam looks really good as well with a little shoulder. I think there's something a bit weird about the face on it. I don't mm. think it looks quite as good as the three point oh Master Grade. Three point oh Master Grade is like the ideal, but yeah, I think they, they both look good. But you get so many options if you like the original Gundam design. The shoulder cannon is is good stuff though. But. Again, it's a shame they're mixing the grades so much. It's like, yeah. I hope they do like an Origin Zaku Master Grade. As yeah, well. they should. Because those Origin Zakus I mean, are great. If if you want that, it's like, oh, I'll get the Master Grade Gundam and then the 
the high grade <laughs> Zaku, and it's like I imagine a lot of people have went and bought the Origin, like the Charles Zaku yeah. high grade, but then they bought the Revive Gundam. Yeah, they don't. They don't really. They're not they're really, really compatible. No, yeah. no. You can make a little diorama where little Zaku's are punching at the heels of a, a Gundam, <laughs> and then you got confused and stuff like the robot Damashi anime, oh, yeah, anime ones. Yeah, we should, they were really good. They're pretty um, cool. I know Owen, you've been a little bit down on them but they look good no, they, that's the thing they do look really good in those pictures because they're posed perfectly yeah, to be like uh, and the, the pictures of the and, and the light is perfect and I just feel like if you if you take them home and you put them on your shelf and you don't have studio lighting and you're not looking at them at the exact angle you're supposed to they, they might just look like a slightly off model yeah. version of I guess that, that's tweet. my concern yeah. I don't think they're bad I think it's really incredible that they, they've yeah. made something mm. that, that looks that good but I they, think they come for all owning uh, they come sure. all with cool stuff as well like I noticed the uh, Dawn comes with like the half shield yeah, and stuff they come like with the, yeah they come with a lot of like the iconic kind of like parts that's an interesting thing actually stuff. I like how the origin master grade comes with the effect parts for like the Vulcans and oh that. I didn't know that that's cool it comes with the effect parts so yes. that's pretty cool more I do of like that Vulcans. more of that in kits please mm. Seems like a very premium kit, that Origin one. So, can I just pick it up and stick the 3.0 Master Grade head on it? Yeah. It's like just swapping all the heads around <laughs> to see what looks good. So, I mean, that's about it for new kits. There's new stuff all the time, so by the time this comes out, it's not even going to be up to mm, date anymore. Yep. I'm sure they'll announce something. We're going to talk about our competition winner, though, briefly. Oh. It's right. We're, we're going to make a decision right now. No, guys, no drum roll. We, need, we still need to decide. We, we've written down someone, but we basically, I still can't really decide between Graham or Siam. But oh. the thing we were saying is, Graham, your entry was good, but you've been on the show. <laughs> it's... It's difficult. It's difficult. It see. is difficult. So I think we're going to have to go with, with Siam as our winner. So do the drum roll again. He already knows he's won, but we're going to do a drum roll for him. Our winner is Siam. Congratulations <laughs> for your we uh, your goof custom. Yeah, great sound effects and some incredible special effects as well with the the arm coming off. Uh, we can finally tell you what you've won as well yeah. as a, a, a printed out copy of our random <laughs> front of us. and uh, the wee goodies we announced last time. The secret kit was the very exclusive, very limited one oh. sixtieth <laughs> scale plastic injection m- machine. Wow. Woo! From the Gundam factory, so not a lot of people have those. So you know, you can stick not it with a lot perfect of people grade. Even know what, what the hell you're talking about? I think probably. Siam, Siam will appreciate it. Siam will make sure we will make sure he posts lots of pictures. So Siam, we're giving this to you on the basis that you have to make content with it. Because I was like, we're saying Graham, Graham, he'd make great content, but we've went with you, so don't let us down. Yep. Lots of pictures of, face in you, of Gundam playing with the plastic moulding the plastic injection machine plastic playing with the plastic so that'll be winging its way to you very soon so please enjoy that so what's the scale on the it's one sixtieth. so if you put it next to a perfect grade (laughs) yeah it'd be the right size difference between between this real life object and this fictional robot (laughs) so you need to get yourself a one sixtieth person to operate it So we're going to be talking a wee bit about the kits we've built recently. Um, Owen, we'll start with you since I know you don't have much to say, but... Yeah, I built... I I mentioned in the last one that I had started it, and that's telling just how long it took me, the real-grade Zaku 2, and uh, 
it's a bit of pipes, a... mere pipes than a Mario game. Oh. <laughs> well, I really didn't have a good time building up. No, I, I agree. I had the RG Shar Zaku, which I think is almost a very similar mold. Mm. Um, almost maybe I'd say the it's practically it's basically it's the same because the the, the uh, regular one comes with the commander uh, antenna know. as well. So yeah, it's just a pink. It's just a pink Zaku RG. But, but yeah. um, when when I was finally finished and I put it on the shelf next to uh, my first, my regular uh, high-grade Zaku 2, I did think, it does look quite nice when it's done, but the blood, Process, sweat and tears yeah, yeah. just isn't quite... And from seeing... like, like If what you want is uh, a representative of a Zaku 2 like you get in the show, you're much better off with a high-grade because it just looks more like... Azaki that you'd see in in the anime, but real grade has you know like the, the different shades on it and on sickness that you never actually do see Azaku looking like that. So it you really do learn the lesson that this is for people who just really do want to want to build a complicated kit more so than this is for building. Yeah, it's a weak introduction to the RG line as well because I think. Compared to the RG Mark II, which I talk about all the time, which is such a great kit, it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm I'm still looking forward to building that one. It was just a, it was a hard learned yeah, lesson. I ended up um, why I ended up doing it out of kind of frustration and just being fed up was took a little bit of glue and put it in the pipe holes and basically just permanently glued the pipes in because like mm. the, the amount of times they just pinged away it was just. Right, yeah. And like you were mentioning before, uh, filing the oh the, yeah, getting the, the pipe, nob, getting the knobs off yeah, the pipe, it's just this Cause it's laborious. There's so many little, little like panels, and if they're not flush, you just get horrible. I I am proud of it now that it's done, and it's got a little GDM yeah oh, yeah. that's uh, cool branded that's, shield that's basically been a year since we started so can mm. you look back at your first kit now and say oh look 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 where I've come from in a year. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to trick myself into thinking like, whoa <laughs> my first kit is terrible so that's from like a couple of years ago I, uh, I'm sometimes tempted to go back to that Zaku 2 and do it up but I, I kind of like that it represents uh-huh. it's good fun I went back to the goof just the high grade goof and like tidied them up a wee bit it's good fun but from seeing, like, comparing the, the two, the high grade and the real grade, from seeing what can be achieved with a high grade if you're really good at, at Gumbra, like if you can put enough TLC into it, you will end up with a kit that looks better mm. than the real grade. Because if, if you do, if you want to go down the line of customization at, at any level, real grade isn't the place to do yeah, it yeah it's almost too I think um, I think it's some of the stuff like like panel lining on an RG never really works out that great because there's so much detail this, you also yeah. need, don't need to bring the detail out yeah. yourself yeah because I've got a couple of RGs and they've got very little lining on them just because they're so so many details yeah. like they're just getting covered up with decals Black, yeah and, uh, anyway. but yeah I, I agree I think s- 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 Hold out hope for the RG Mark II because I think it hasn't it hasn't uh, killed my enthusiasm for real grade, but it has excitement in body though. (laughs) It has killed my enthusiasm. Nervous excitement, 
real terror grades. embodied when you little tiny pieces. I think the thing is, like, I've not I've not built a real grade Zaku, but I've built. I think you, you can count yourself out for a master grade Zaku now as well. I think it's. I think there's similar pipes, processes. Yeah. <laughs> I think pipes, um, pipes, pipes, pipes. jumping ahead a little bit, but I think um, the MSD goof. So basically solves the pipe problem. It had the best implementation of pipes I've ever seen. What was it? Um, it's basically just bendy plastic, but the um, you basically the way it works is you the inst- instructions specifically say bend the knees of the goof as far as it can go, and then insert the pipes. And the pipes have got little like wide ends on them, mm-hmm. and then as you put them in, and then it's, it's, it sits loose. But then as you rotate the knee back up, um, they kind of like the the hole and the wide bits of the pipe. Does this make any sense? Oh, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm getting so into my description now. Yeah, you're you're doing I'm you're miming, just doing a thing with your I'm hands. Miming, you're, 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 trying to repre- you're trying to represent what a gumpla kit looks like with your hands. But yeah, so <laughs> um, if you if you imagine the the pipe rotates as the knee straightens out, uh, and then the pipes are basically locked into the leg. Uh, not a no. fucking clue. <laughs> you have to, uh, <laughs> listeners, I don't you, you, you probably man. you probably won't understand what Jim's talking about without his incredible <laughs> hand explanation. That makes You're it even all doing the hand explanation perfectly kind of clear. Looks, like, it kind of looks like a weird sex gesture. I'm kind of just like sticking my. F- <laughs> I don't know. It's not that weird. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll have to trust me when I say <laughs> it's a pretty garden variety sex gesture. Like. <laughs> um, you have Bend to trust the knee me as far as you can. Bend. <laughs> But you have to trust me when I say, I think the, of, I've built a fair amount of piped mobile suits, and I would say the MSD goof. The, the finally, someone at Bandai has had a eureka moment of I know how to solve the the problem with pipes. It's probably been fed back to them then that the pipes are mm-hmm. no good. Probably the pipes, a couple of suicides. The pipes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Danny boy. Um, I've been building the real grade Astrea, which is from one of the double prequel mangas. Yeah. It's basically like one of the prototype Exeos. It's a P Bandai kit, but I really wanted an Exeo, and I saw that one. I kind of like you get a lot of stuff with it. Like it has. Well, this is an interesting thing. In the box, you get enough parts to basically build a red Exeo. Mm-hmm. It comes with all the runners the Exeo does, and then it comes with there are two different variations of the Australia Type F that you can build. So there's like the Type F and the Type F two. So you're almost getting. I say you're almost getting three kits. You're getting one kit, but you can make it you know, yeah. build three. And it's it's not even like wee bits. It's like they have different faces. They come with different, slightly different arm parts, a different sort of waist and skirt section. So you get a lot in the box for a P Bandai kit, which is pretty good. Interestingly, the Type F is like it's the whole kit as well. Whereas the other Australia one they released is just like an add-on pack for changing the real grade Exia into. Yeah, the, the real grade Exia is a couple of packs that had the um. I can't remember the name of it, but the Exia Repair. Oh, Exia Repair, yeah, yeah. They brought in the Exia Repair as well. They seem to be. So, so yeah, it's had three Exia variations and then the, the double O. So you really like the Exia, yeah. I, I do, I do love Exia. So when I was building, I was, this was just... It's a, the thing is, like, the the negative thing I can say about it is it's a red kit. There yeah. are a lot of red kits, and I have built a lot of red kits. I can see one or two over there. I can see a red leg. I don't know what it belongs to. Seeing red. <laughs> So if you've built a red kit, sorry, you're just <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is a left podcast after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing about building a red kit is the panel lining is not that gratifying because it's quite subtle. Like especially if you're panel lining in brown on a red kit, it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. So you're not having these big moments of revelation that you do when you're building a, a Gundam, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I spent a long time building that Gundam, so I was like, <laughs> right, no, I'm going to build something a different color. 
yeah from the from the high new but it's really nice though uh, i've not built a real grid in a while and this is obviously like a brand new one so some of the stuff in it's kind of blown my mind there's like these wee bits where you get a foil sticker just like a completely shiny foil sticker and then you you put it into the kind of the recess for it and then it comes with these other stickers that are like wee bits of plastic but on a sticker sheet and then you place them over and they're kind of like a rainbow effect so what you have is like the the reflective silver below and then this kind of rainbow effect thing over so it looks like this weird kind of plasma transam energy flowing through plasma sounds like something that they should make a a turn A with with wing I think it's basically made out of the same stuff that we have on the is there a kit that has there's a like a P-Bandai expansion yeah I think I don't think you can buy them usually but they did it for both grades I think though Mm -hmm. yeah I thought about it for a while, but £16 for big butterfly wings, hard to justify. So, I mean, that was that was a, that was a, cool, a cool feature I hadn't come across before. The actual kit belt itself, though, is, is pretty nice. Lots of parts. Comes with lots of... I mean, I've not finished it yet, but as well as coming with all the things for making the two different models, you get a lot of weapons with it. You get the big Exia sword, and then the Type F has this big kind of shoulder-mounted cannon. You know, like the big vector cannon thing yeah. that... Um, Virtue has. It's yeah. kind of like a smaller shoulder mounted oh, version of yeah. that, but can hold it in the same way oh, that Virtue nice. does. Where that good. It tr- kind of transfers the GN. Like all the, all the suits in Double O have a thing called the GN drive, which is like the, the thing, the technology. So it like shoots all the GN energy out of its chest into the big cannon and that. It's pretty pretty nice, really nice kit. Um, but I mean, there's not much to say. I've built about half of it and it's really nice. But it's a red kit, which is a shame. <laughs> um, but the thing I really like about it is the Type 2 F has a wee the mouth guard on it's white so oh. just a wee bit just a wee bit of white What's in it? there against Setties. the red it kind of does and it doesn't have the lines on it you know the classic Gundam oh, faceplate yeah, yeah. lines it's just it's a smooth I do like that it has smooth the, face. Like the crossbone has that kind of jagged um, mouthpiece as well which is does it open good. on the high grade no it's just it's literally just a recess master grade one opens you can oh. open the mouth very swish that's pretty cool, cool. Um, so that's no, a really nice kit. Um, interesting building a P Bandai though, because it li- <laughs> the tiny wee things like the box art's not in color. That's always kind of got to yeah, me. Yeah, why P-Bandai they do that? Stuff. It seems kind of weird. But I mean, the the manual is the same. The manual is bare bones. The manual for the the P Bandai Rebel it doesn't even have a picture on it. It's just just, just the instructions. Yeah, because I remember I got the P Bandai Crossbone X One, and it was just a crossbone, but with an extra sheet of paper that had. Instructions on how to put your little bin bag cape over the top of the... The cape. Yeah, cape inverted. I feel like their cape technology went backwards because the cape you got with the old Sandrock Kai was really good. Mm. That's the one that folk were using for their grimoires. Remember that caped grimoire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Sandrock Kai cape. But now the capes are like plastic. (laughs) It's like the same children that made their sticker sheets are making their Mm. capes for them. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's really good. I'll have some pictures of it because I know how long it took me to build the the high new Mm -hmm. Vrabe. But I got yeah, it was worth it. It looks great. Water slides and all. I'm the worst, the worst. The water slides were a very, a very harrowing process. Oh. I'll say, but it's cool. It's like knowing that it's now a thing I can do. It's one of those things when you start doing it, you're like, I can't do this, <laughs> and then suddenly two weeks have passed, and you're like, I can do it. You yeah, haven't moved. <laughs> the thing I like about water slides is you get a big, nice sheet of water slides, and the freedom of being able to cut decals together. Yeah. Like I was cutting down like three bigger ones into like a mole one kind of variation of one and stuff. That's that's a lot of fun. I like that. So 
but yeah, um, I want to build. I want to build my Zuda. My plan though is to go through the backlog and sell everything I'm not going to build because there's damn sale. There's definitely stuff in there that I'm just not going to get around to building. I've not. It's at the back of my mind that Master Grade Sinanjo. I've had it for two Christmases now, and I really want to build it. But I know that all my other sleeves kits are all high grade. So I'm like, should I maybe just get the high grade? And then if I'm like, if I get the high grade Sinanjo, then one day I could buy the Neo Zeon. One day. Oh, it's a slippery slope. But no. I'm a sucker for scale, so I, mean, I would maybe kind of agree. I'm starting to get there. As I get more kits, I'm like, shit, these are, these, I can't mix and, mix and match these anymore. <laughs> I've got enough to have a unicorn shelf now, though, basically. Mm-hmm, so yeah. that's kind of cool. Someone's furious. <laughs> Someone who hates unicorn an entire shelf it's got a master grade banshee right up the back one. Oh. <laughs> two, two angelo suits <laughs> got too many sleeve suits the thought of actually buying an, a unicorn though unicorn is like a pretty done kit by this point yeah you I should really have your uh, Rose and Zulu's fighting angelo on angelo action that'd be pretty great Ooh, I'm fighting for full frontals affections I want to I want to get all the purple hair all the purple hair suits on one <laughs> shelf having a big fight Gyan in there revive again you like again as well I like again oh we talked about man. this last time again man what have you been again building Gem apart from your, your Star Trek Star Trek shit? yeah so I finished Starship Enterprise A finished Starship Deep Space Nine <laughs> <laughs> Starship Enterprise A Starship Enterprise C you're one of those well. you're one of those kids like you'd be friends with someone you'd go into their bedroom and they'd have like a Voyager model kit hanging <laughs> <laughs> my dad built it for me <laughs> no one would avoid your kid had friends over come on <laughs> Harry Kim's rolling in his grave. That's true, though. <laughs> I agree. So, but, what did you what did you build? So your wee goof. Built my MSD goof. That's um, the most recent thing I built. Um, picked it up uh, when it became available. Uh, really good kit. Um, it's got that kind of weird hand on it, eh? It's got yeah. It's got a couple of um, so it's got two standard hands. If you're a boring bastard. But if you want something a bit wild, wow. uh, shots fired wow. at people who like cans. Does it have the big comedy goof hand, the big baseball yes, bit hand? Yes, it's got the baseball bit hand. That's the best it's got the... I thought the destruction of Belfast was going to be the most controversial <laughs> thing on this I just podcast. fired shots at most of the human population by flagging <laughs> off hands. I mean, I only upset Belfast. <laughs> That's never gotten anyone in trouble before. But yeah, um, yeah, it's got a couple of weird hands. It's got the shooty, <laughs> shooty hand. It's got the... Heat rods, hands, it's got a big grey thing as well. But yeah, it's got a lot of variations. Oh, it's got a grey thing. It's got a grey thing. I don't <laughs> That's know if you're not a boring bastard. A grey thing. A grey <laughs> You have a hand or you know a grey thing. Um, but yeah, it's got quite a lot of stuff. A couple of stickers were a wee bit annoying. It's got, yeah. it's got a lot of... It's got like a... It's basically got a sheet of decals, um, which I decided to put on because I've already got a goof, so I kind of wanted to differentiate it from my other goof. You got a goof custom, yeah? got a goof custom, yeah. Sure. So I just kind of decided I'll decal it. But there's a lot of stickers that wrap around, like there's ones that wrap around the spikes, and I got them most of the way there. They're a little bit. Uh, you never, I struggle to ever to get them lined up perfectly. But Those stickers are garbage. They're, they're yeah. really good. But yeah, it was good fun. It's got a heat rod. It's got a great thing. It's great thing. It's got the two. It's got two heat hawks as well. It doesn't have the goof's iconic uh, heat saber, which is a bit disappointing. That's a shame. The but, the heat saber that comes with the master grade one is pretty yeah. nice. But fortunately, my goof custom came with a heat saber that was heated up and a heat saber that wasn't heated up. Oh, so that's I pretty just cool. Gave him 
one of the other heat savers. That's pretty cool. But yeah, um, yeah, it was good fun. Um, pretty dynamic. Good, very good posing. As I said, as everyone remembers, obviously my very well explained uh, explanation of the pipes. Uh, the pipes don't get in the way of his manoeuvrability. Yep. You know, everyone's doing the gesture the right sound now. Sound of rubbing hair. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the pipes don't really inhibit his uh, manoeuvrability, which is good because there's been a few, one or two Zaku kits I've had where you've been scared to move it about too much for fear of dislodging the pipes. Problems. Yeah. Um, worth, worth picking up then, you think? They're yeah, pretty cheap, I think those, it's pretty cheap, those MST pretty cheap, pretty, well. Yeah, very affordable, uh, good posability. We go, we goof revive. Sorry, I don't know why I said that's so weird. <laughs> goof revive. We goof revive coming though, it's like. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a case of do you like the revive or the MST design better? Because I'm pretty confident, I think feedback on Gun Cannon and Gundam revive have been very good, so I would assume the goof is going to be good as well. So I think it would just be a choice of which one you prefer. Like um, you also built your Jester Cannon. Built my Jester Cannon. Which I want to briefly talk about because I have annoyed I am about the Master Grade BNP Bandai. Oh, yeah, so that. The Master Grade looks, looks amazing. Like, it does well, look very good. Jester's um, a good suit, like. Jester's a cool design, yeah. It's like a souped up GM, mm. almost in a lot of ways. Um, I, that was. I, I was. I kind of. I never really liked GMs, but like I love them now. I think they're one of my favorite <laughs> types of suit. But my gateway to loving GMs was maybe Jester's, then I went back and went Jagan's as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, just the canon. How is, how is it 2015, but there's still no Master Grade Jagan? How is that? How is that possible? Uh, That's an old suit. I feel still like there was, no is there not like a Stark Jagan MG? No, I might be wrong. Something, something weird, maybe. We get a Master Grade Nemo, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of all, all two of the Nemo fans out there. Being, <laughs> we want <Yeah>. the Nemo! <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, my, my love for um, GMs now is... Undying, especially in the origin. Every time a GM shows up, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Be a Jester Cannon. Uh, yeah, really good. Um, no complaints. It was fairly standard. Not many particularly interesting gimmicks. It's got a lot of again, a lot of different armaments you can choose from. It's got a lot of big guns. I think those suits tend to be. They just look nice. They look than, nice because there's not a lot of color separation on. Yeah, them it was kind of there wasn't much for me. I painted some silver stuff and panel lined a few parts that weren't black. But um, yeah, it was fairly standard, but it looks good and there's a good choice of guns. So if you like that design and you're not too bothered about having a simplistic build, say go for that. Yeah, cool. And I built a high mock as well, which is obviously I think Owen's talked about that in the past, but good fun. Just a good play. Mm. Like it's like a good toy, basically. Um, I don't think I've mentioned the oh, Jeff, Jeff alone. Mock alone. High mock. I'll very briefly say uh, I customised a high mock to look like Jet alone. The Best. The best. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, like, despite how popular Evangelion is, mentioning Jet Alone and just seeing even, like, hardcore Evangelion fans, like, looking at you sort of, what? What you? Do you need to do a magma diver? I'm not this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it came out great. I had a lot of help with it, but I got to use an airbrush. Which was exciting and mixing mm. on paints. Uh, yeah, yeah, great experience. Great. I did all my, my spray painting for the high new. I did it all in our conservatory and I wouldn't Ooh. recommend it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was no. like, conservatory's basically outside, that's fine. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, I had a headache for a couple of days. So yeah. that was good. <laughs> I think I've talked about it before, but I do a lot of my spray painting in the close of my block of flats yeah how, how does it feel to not be able to do that for the next eight months oh yeah so, well this is the thing I was, welcome back to I was talking about this um, I think just yesterday with you guys um, 
went to paint my resistance X-wing, uh, and the back of the Tamiya can said uh, 50 degrees Fahrenheit or above recommended. And I was like, okay, I'll check the temperature. Uh, it was one degree in the middle of the day. So the thing I always remember about Fahrenheit is like my, my, my mental marker for it is that normally aircon in America only goes as low as sixty. <laughs> so like when you see the outside temperature of Scotland and Fahrenheit, you're like, <laughs> oh, well, but yeah, um, been painting my clothes. Um, I think I've been painting your clothes. Painting can paint. I afford new ones? <laughs> <laughs> Tie dye. Right, so uh, yeah, I suppose the parlance. Uh, what would be the, like the lobby? As close as like a, is that a Scottish word? What? What are you saying? Oh, I know. What are you talking about? Sorry, I've lost you. All oh, right, sorry. Uh, I was saying, like, I was saying, I paint. Oh, like a close. Yeah, I was paint. I paint in my close, but I think close might be a Scottish word. Yeah, like a land, like the area, the area outside an apartment. What would yeah. you call that? I'd call it the hall or the, the hall or the, the landing. But yeah, um, landing. This is close. Yeah, the the uh, the close Best the landing. Um, in my flats is a fairly busy place. I think I've touched on this on Twitter, but one of the guys. Oh, who, honestly, couldn't you deal with folk walking past me when I was. Well, this is the thing: is when I did my. painting, son. That is exactly <laughs> basically what happened because one of the problems I have is one of the guys who lives upstairs from me is uh, quite a popular dealer, and on the weekends he has a lot of people visiting him. Uh, is, I won't give away my right? address, but right, yeah. again, you can DM me if you need the information, but. Can can you get me a tenner about a hash? <laughs> no. You what you could do is you know how some some old high grades kind of have the hollow chest section the horse use it to like, pack a wee a wee bag in a wee bag of the little Zaku cockpit and some Here, hash here's your here's it. your it's like the police show up a sting operation uh, we want a, a master grade Nemo <laughs> like, do you know what, do you know what would be pretty good instead of a V fin. A Hashley. I thought you were going to say a couple of joints. <laughs> Just a big beam saver joint. But yeah, um, where was I going with this? Yes, when I was painting my X-Wing out in my landing, uh, it was in the middle of the weekend, busy time for him, big business, and quite a few people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just doing a wee bit of painting on this uh Obviously, little meek Jimmy Resi- resistance like, uh, X-wing. Oh, it's a, oh, that happens now. That's no one Star Wars. What? I used to have a Jabba's silver. <laughs> I used to have that Echo Pace briefcase that folded out and had the ion cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, come on, then. <laughs> but yeah, um, had a lot of spectators. I think I, I think one of my neighbours thought I was uh, tagging up the close with my young team's or uh, huffing spray paint, huffing some spray paint, or putting the GDM young team tag up on the walls. <laughs> so um, was that Troy Stars rule okay? <laughs> but people who say plamo isn't a social hobby have not tried painting in a apartment. Lobby, in the make a of lot the day. of friends. Very made a lot of new friends. Thought of her girl's name, but that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. Speaking of making friends, um, Owen went to Gundam Claw. Woo! Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. At the before mentioned uh, Gumpla shop. It's not really a Gumpla shop. It's just like a, a comic comic shop, but it has a surprising amount of Gumpla in Dublin. And uh, what's the name of the shop? Just for people who are interested. The last time, eh? Dublin City Comics. Dublin City Comics. Okay. And um, 
When I went in and bought a kit, I was told <laughs> that's all it took for me to to get the whisper in here. By the way, there's a Gundam club. Oh. And uh, it's once a month. And folk meet up and go downstairs and... Hang about in the close of a flat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get some huffs from Tamiya. Uh, you go downstairs underneath the shop and you mm. can meet up with other Gundam and Gunpla fans and... Undergr- underground is... Yeah, underground is a subterranean it's, hobby. So. It's a bit like in... Um, the Origin. I was going to no, say Bellfire. Bell Bell yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was half expecting to see everyone dressed up in the Zeehan <laughs> uniforms. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. Uh, lovely atmosphere. Everyone very nice. And a lot more people than I expected were there. What, closet Gundam fans? Yeah. Uh, and uh, You got an interview with the... I got a, an interview with the shop owner and runner of... Gundam Club. We're going to hear that right now. Um, I'm Doc Houseman's uh, co-owner of Dublin City Comics and Gundam Club is our meetup once a month on uh, the last Saturday of every month where we hang out, we build Gundam, we play Gundam battles and generally just abuse the hell out of each other. As you're saying. <laughs> when did you first become aware of Gundam at all? Um, I'd say probably about a decade or so ago because I've, I've always been kind of into kind of mechs and that kind of mecha stuff like one of my favorite movies is um oh i can't even think of the name i'm trying to blank now done with the big giant robots robot jocks thank you um yeah robot jocks just the idea of a dude piloting a big giant robot is just always something that resonated with me it's awesome mm. it's badass i got into playing BattleTech after a short while after that got really annoyed by all the rules so i stopped playing that um, did play the video games always kind of kept up and that kind of thing and i knew about gundam but it always seemed something that was kind of very unattainable when i was younger because we didn't have the internet as we do now, it's not as if I could have just looked up and watched the entire series. Like it was a lot harder to get hold of the source material. You can always see pictures, but that was where it ended. Like, and it did seem very kind of like almost like a cultural thing. Like we didn't really get it. Like there's so much more to it. Yeah, very daunting from the outside looking in, basically. But <clears throat> about I'd say three or four years ago, um, we've been running the shop for a couple of years at that point. And somebody like, because we, we generally listen to a lot of the stuff our customers say to us. Like, if they want to get something new in, we'll take it on board. If enough people ask for it, we'll get it in, see how it goes. And I had loads of people coming up to me asking me to get in Gundam, and I was like, I'll have a look, see how easy it is to get. Found a couple of suppliers, a couple of them were a pain in the ass. Finally, found one that actually worked, and um, we've been getting stuff in now for the last, well, since then, about two, three years, and it's just gone from strength to strength. Like, so you first became aware of the hobby of Gumpla through customers generally yeah yeah because I'd, I'd seen them before but i never realized how prevalent the hobby was like how much there was mm. how many kits how innovative they were like i built a few model kits in the past i played games workshop so i was kind of familiar with kits and putting them together but when i first my gunpla kit <laughs> so that's a squeak <laughs> window because we're all down the shore on the shop um the first kit i built was um was actually a real great the um zafrantes and gpo one and even when I built that, it was just like, holy shit, this is just like a giant, really complicated, but giant Kinder Egg. Mm. This just clicks together, and you get this fully articulated figure afterwards. I found it later, obviously, the likes of real grades and master grades aren't as articulated. It's kind of a bonus, because I, uh, like, I don't mind building high grades, master grades, even the odd perfect grade, but real grades just annoy me. There's too much bits, there's too much fiddly, it's just insane, the level of detail. But, um, yeah, we got them, and we tried a few. People started... <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that's the guys playing the game downstairs. I think somebody just blew up. Um, but uh, I've lost train of thought there. What were we saying? <laughs> but yeah, just with, with high grades being so easy to put together, you can just knock one together in an evening. And it's almost like a bonsai-esque level of kind of therapy to it. You're slowly snipping off the sprues, sanding down the bits, putting them together. It's just little miniature kind of bite-sized bits of kind of therapy. Just this is awesome. Yeah. It's relaxing. It's uh, very zen. It's it's quite relaxing. Yeah, the the high grades. And I think that's a drawback of the real grade because building a high grade, it's as you say, it's zen. Mm. And you think, oh, I really like this hobby. Then you get yourself a real grade kit, and it's exactly what you were worried. Yeah. That. The hobby was going to completely be. <laughs> just it's it's everything nightmare in one kit but they're beautiful when they're together and the work pays off like you get a much better end result than you would from a real grade mm. or sorry from a high grade i always get the grades mixed up because i'm constantly talking nonsense the business model of getting in gunplay kits as opposed to filling every single shelf with pop finals is that something you would recommend to other uh comic shops and no not even remotely. The pop finals, we don't like them because it, it's kind of the, the model that they've... How do I put this? Um, I'm not against the things. I don't mind them, right? From a business owner, the amount of them, the actual range is staggering. And they're adding new TV shows, new series every other day now. <clears throat> there used to be a case where there was like six or seven pop finals a month. Now there's like eight to ten a week. It's staggering. And then there's the re-releases and stuff. You'll get people going mad trying to get them on the internet. They're spending three, four hundred euro. And then Pop just re released them. Like the Ariel, I don't know if you're familiar with anything, there was a, a hipster Ariel figure that was going for fucking stupid money. Reissued there last week. <laughs> so people are spending, like one guy got a claptrap, right? There was um, a limited brown with a mustache, like the uh, Jacobs, I think it is. I don't know if you're familiar with Borderlands, but it was the, the Jacobs Weapon Corporation company claptrap. So it's all gone a bit like the Amiibos Ami as well. Uh, like the even before that, I go back as far as Beanie Babies, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that kind of shit where, like, they're just mass-produced toys, but people put this price on them. It's, it's a whole false economy. Mm. They think they're worth more than they actually are. They're little euro, if even less, pieces of plastic with shit paint jobs in a tissue paper box that collapses when you breathe on it, right? <laughs> there is no collectability to it, but people have made it collectible mm. by driving the market that way. So we had people constantly coming in looking for them, and our shop was starting to fill up with them, and myself and my co-owner, my business partner, Jay, not my corner, the shop's corner. That sounds weird. Um, myself and my business partner, Jay, decided that, no, we're not getting any more of this stuff because we're going to end up in the situation like Forbidden Planet or Subsidy or the rest of the comic shops where they have this mass array of the shop dedicated to just those toys. Mm -hmm. And as you can see from our shop around here, we have a little bit of everything. Yeah. We excel at having tons of different types of toys. We don't have everything in stock, but we'll get it in for you as quick as we can. We have the biggest range of secondhand toys. We've the biggest range of Gundam, we've the biggest range of Revolt Tech figures, Transformer toys, these are all new stuff. Because that's stuff people are passionate about that our customers come looking for. So we listen to what our customers want. We don't try and get the shit that's a high markup. Like the markup on the Pops is ridiculous compared to everything else. Mm -hmm. It's a quick, easy way to make money. Well, I'll never forget when I first came in and just the shock and delight to see so much Gunpla in a shop in Dublin. And the second shock being it wasn't extortionately priced? No, we do price ourselves. We, we try to keep it as, as close as we can to the market because we know people are importing the kits. So our prices are roughly around about what the kit would cost plus shipping. Yeah. So people have the added bonus of being able to come to a brick and mortar store and actually look at it rather than kind of going online and just looking at the box and not really having a feel for the kit. Yeah. They can come in and have a look and kind of go, oh, this is the one. I suppose you know that it's a, a product that 
the people who are interested in it are going to be aware of the importing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. if you want to compete with that. Yeah, everybody who imp or who, who's into Gunpla knows where to get it online. Mm. Like we have people coming into us telling us as well that they could get it for a euro or two cheaper online in a couple <laughs> of the sites, but they prefer coming in yeah. and actually buying it off the shelf because they're supporting a local shop that's getting them. And if they didn't want that one, they could kind of look around and see a few others. They might see something else that might take their fancy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Why is it, do you think, that Gundam remains not nearly as big in the West as... The, it's such a ph massive phenomenon in Japan, and yet mm. it stays niche. It, it's kind of weird, I think, but it, I think the general public... They don't really get it because, and I don't I mean obviously like people who are into kind of nerdy things and kind of geek stuff, professed geeks, nerds, the rest of that stuff, they understand it, they get it. But if somebody's coming in to buy something for a kid, they want to buy a toy. They look at that and they go, a model. But you've got people who collect models will go and buy an actual model kit. They wouldn't buy a robot. So it kind of falls into this weird limbo mm. for people who aren't into it. So if more people were into it, it would sell more, but the culture that's into it, are st we're still kind of a niche culture. As much as people would like to think we're living in the age of geeks and nerds. And uh, why is it, do you think, that Gunpla inspires quite as much passion and love as it does? I mean, there's a, there's a Gundam club happening yeah. downstairs in honour of it. Hmm. So what do you think it is that makes it special and makes people love it as much as they do? I think it's... Most of the guys into our guys are into kind of sci-fi and kind of transformers and all that kind of robotics stuff anyway like we all grew up once again robotics the cartoon we grew up with zoids we grew up with all that stuff so we love machinery and how that reacts the fact that the tv shows aren't shit really helps it <laughs> because you can watch one of the shows and you immediately identify one or two of the characters and the same archetypes happen across all the series so you'll always have your Shar reasonables your um quattro vagine that kind of character in the show as well there's always that guy to idolize to look up to there's always the rookie pilot so you'll always be able to just kind of dip in and get it so people who like anime shows really enjoy it because there's those reoccurring themes. The animation is usually top-notch. People who are into kind of robots get to build and play with freaking robots and then find out there's this rich history. People who are just into models get to make the models of these giant cool kick-ass robots and then get into it. So there's, there's just there's so many aspects to it that mm. people of our ilk, once again, nerds and geeks and stuff, there's so much to latch onto. And lastly, how big is your backlog? Uh, backlog of... Kits. My backlog Waiting of kits. To be Jesus, built. right. Off the top of my head, I still have my Master Grade Jester. I'm refusing point blank to get the cannon. I'm not giving P Bandai or any of the feckin' resellers the fucking money they can fuck off. <laughs> Pardon my French. That should have just been released as a kit. I think I'm um, actually Bandai are getting a certain level of snobbery to them now. I think because the fact that now that it's becoming big in the States, since that kind of announcement and the fact that they're making a push for that. There's been more and more really awesome P Bandai kits, which really should have been made as general kits. So I think there's that air of like, oh, hang on, we're giving it to the world? Okay, don't give them the good stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons it has a problem becoming bigger in the West, because the Japanese are quite selfish with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe actually, yeah, it could even be that. That's ours. But the, uh, like, the feckin', the, the hanger, the feckin' launch deck, why the fuck is that a P Bandai? That should be for everyone, that's amazing. Yeah. Definitely. That would be a great desk piece, having all your kits, even if you wanted to go for the classics like the Gun Cannon, the uh, the Orc 78 and the Gun Tank. Or you could just put whatever you want, but a really awesome, cool hanger to display all your kits, but no, P Bandai. Absolutely. Dick move. But, um, uh, I lost my train of thought, what was I giving out about there? Oh yeah, my backlog. So, I have my Jesta MG, I have an easy uh, SR um, Build Fighters kit, I have um, a Striker GM, I have a GM Type-C, I have the Loto Double Pack, and 
think I'm forgetting something. I'm still working on three custom Chesters. My uh, Arcadia conversion I've done up, or sorry, the, the Gundam X-Mail. You've seen it downstairs. Yeah. It's basically, it's a conversion to look like the uh, Captain Harlock Arcadia. It looks fantastic. It, well, it will do when it's finished. <laughs> I need to give him a cape and make him look a bit more pimp. It's the one I was going to use for parts, but I think I'm in a bit. Oh yeah, no, the, the Heimach. I'm still building that because we're doing the, the Heimach competition next month and I'm making a, a Judge Dredd themed one. It's going to be a mockery of justice. <laughs> that was amazing. Three in one go. Oh shit, they all blew yeah. up. Dean will have that and shot Darren and his core exploded. Blew Dean up and then Dean blew Dean up as well. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. Nice one. So that, that was the result of the match there. Uh, every, yeah. Apparently everyone's dead. I've been sitting there for two hours. So I was thinking this can only end with everyone dying. Yeah. It's like the nuclear option hadn't shot anyone. It's pretty much it. It always ends with the nuclear option. Tomino would be happy with that ending. He'd probably very happy with We've that ending. We've all learned a lot about war. <laughs> <laughs> right, Doug, thanks very much. No worries. Doug. After working away at Kits and just chatting, there's a... A game that they play which is still like just every time they meet up they sort of tweak the rules a bit it's like an ongoing kind of refinement of the idea and the closest thing i've played to it is like necromunda oh, yeah, you yeah, know it, it's like sort of like that like mm-hmm. it's not exactly those rules but the idea of there's a map and there's roles that do different things and you've set and it was uh, nice I didn't I didn't play I just watched the first one but uh, I thought I saw some photos of your jet mock you know, uh, in the action oh, I got a few um, some action shots oh, in the cityscape in the city it looked, scape, it looked like he was loaded up he's going to do some serious it'll, it'll be like when you used to publicly play Warhammer and there'll be folks showing up with their unpainted miniatures and <laughs> <laughs> It's like someone showing up with a box because they can't be arse building it. That's my Gundam. He's winning. I, I always wanted to go into a games workshop with just a, a big bag of army men. <laughs> uh, like I got some friends and, and one time they legitimately went into the pound shop and bought all like, all like the small toys they could and like went into the next door games workshop and were like, what are you for a game, boys? Oh, like there's some beautiful figures in that. <laughs> Flicking them around. Yeah, you imagine the veins popping. Also reminds me of when Scott White asked why you can't just print out Magic the Gathering cards and show up with... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> imagine printing out a Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> And you weren't the you weren't the only one that was outside embracing nature. And Jim yeah. Jim Jim went to the worst city in the world, London. <laughs> um, even worse, side seven got nothing on London in terms of pure <laughs> devastation and misery. L- London is like post-war Axis. <laughs> in fact, no, I don't want I don't want Haman like, in London. I'll take that back. It's like Dublin after the colony was dropped on it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love that there's absolutely no concern over double Zeta spoilers. <laughs> no, no one, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked or particularly upset. You don't watch double Zeta for the big plot twists anyway, you know, you watch it for the Mash Meyer action. Okay. <laughs> so, to give some context, uh, can I can I tell the start of the story because I I, okay, I loved Barry, watching this thing. Barry, you set, set the scene for everyone. Yes, my 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 Schadenfreude was going off the chart as this happened, but because <laughs> basically I couldn't go. Everyone in the kind of our, our well, not everyone. Owen Owen can go either, but he did, he's in, he's in another country. He has an excuse. That's fair. But basically, Jim, all you aren't in another country, you know. 
we are in the same we're, we're in the <laughs> same country, which is I'm very oh, that, proud that of my nationality. You know, that was a big blow, wasn't it? You really accepted it. All mates now, <laughs> all oh. under the same big umbrella. That's great. An umbrella with all the rain on the inside. Listen, <laughs> I got some mates so in Belfast. Severe. I'm going to let them hear this podcast. That's <laughs> it. Uh, so the Good Friday agreement will be out the window after they hear this. <laughs> anyone listen? Anyone listen to our podcast for some light-hearted hobby chats? Like, what's the good Good fight looking up? In the- <laughs> Everyone oh in Singapore is completely lost. Let's never speak of the troubles again. <laughs> so you went to you went to London. So basically, every there was a, the, it was announced that they were going to show the world the world so premiere of the all origin. All the team. anime who are a, actually a Glaswegian anime licensing company yes. who do Blu-rays, DVDs, and films for the European market announced at Glasgow Comic Con. We are doing the world premiere. Uh, of Gundam MC- the MCM, to, you mean you said Glasgow Comic Con? Yeah, MCM Glasgow Comic Con. There was Glasgow Comic Con, and then there was MCM. Glasgow oh, did Comic they announce it at Glasgow? Did they? Yeah, yeah, they announced it at MCM Glasgow Comic Con. Um, they were doing what they said was the world premiere, which I naively believed to be. So the case. every everyone everyone from our kind of wee Twitter social circle that was lives around there was meeting up. Zach came over. Zach came all the way from the Netherlands he, for the world premiere of he the made Origin a pretty, Him and one of his friends whose name I've forgotten. I'm very sorry to him. But wow. didn't even can, need to mention that. We can edit <laughs> we can edit his name in and post uh, <laughs> robotically. But yeah, um, I'm inhaling the, the fumes of Schadenfreude. That's <laughs> happening again. I'm loving it. It's the cr- See, this oh, is the thing: is, is Drag Gym was the second time on the agenda, but it has actually turned up at number right, seven or number back, eight. Back. So as the weeks went on, more and more details were revealed yeah. about this, and it was when I was reading an article about the actual world premiere yeah. that yeah. happened <laughs> a few days before. I was like, Jim, I got some bad news for you, man. I don't think this is the world premiere. But then it transpired that between the world premiere and your world premiere, I think there was another three, was two or three, basically shows three or four, all around, kind of. I think your major Gundam there was like maybe one or two more in Japan, and I think there was one in Hong Kong or Singapore. As so, well. so what started off as the world premiere with uh, the, some of the cast on a panel? Yep. What basically happened? You saw. So I'll. I'll this is. I want to go through it step by step because it really was the most tr- tragic thing ever. So <laughs> fact. <laughs> the First, most. I no, went to London. No hyperbole. <laughs> I went to London, and then oh. it happened. It's strange to think of someone having a bad time in London. So I want to preface it by saying, I still had a good time because it was a good trip because of the people I was hanging out with. So obviously, I want to give a shout out to Zach and his friend who came over from the Netherlands. What was his friend called? I'll just leave a gap there for you edit his name in. Uh, <laughs> a robot voice. Thanks so much. Billy. You really made my holiday, <laughs> whoever you were. Let's say his name oh. was Mario. So Mario. Zach and Mario. Zach and Mario came, came over. over. On an overnight bus trip from the Netherlands, which is actually, I think, more intense than... Oh, right. That does make sense. <laughs> it's just, I forgot there was yeah, there's a, a, a big, way there's to a big drive. <laughs> Yeah. So Zach, roll so, up the windows. Here so Zach came over on an overnight bus trip from the Netherlands. Um, Paul Beach episodes. Um, he lives in London, so he got on the train for ten minutes, which must have been a big struggle. I mean, it is London, so you well, he had to go to London. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and Sam Ahmed, uh, Will Potter, Sam Smith, uh, JC, 
all those people were there um, for the premiere came from various places. I think myself and Zach had come from furthest afield. But so basically, I, everyone but me. That's what you're everyone saying. but you two. Um, so the two most important people. I was there. working. What were you then? Well, what was your excuse, Owen? Throwing stones over the border at Northern Ireland. <laughs> I was in Sweden. Oh, were you? Having a lovely time. I was making my custom Heimach in Sweden. Oh, that's oh, good Okay, okay. So, got there, um, went to London Comic Con, which was it's fairly fun. I mean, conventions can be stressful, yeah, they're mixed warm. Body, but we did. We saw some interesting things. We went. There was plenty of Gunpla sellers there. Actually, uh, Japan Cool. Gundam Mad um, and some other hobby shops that sold general Japanese goods all had some kits. Um, I think most people picked up different uh, Gunpla kits, so some high grades. I think uh, your Man Beach episode got an Evangelion Bandai kit. Old Eva high yeah, one of those old school ones, which yeah, apparently is quite good. They're good kits. Uh, and I picked up some con- Gundam Converge because I didn't want to take a kit in my carry-on. Didn't want it. I mean, when you what, look at what a carry-on. What, what would you Carry say? Carry on, Gumpler. Coming soon. <laughs> oh. Nobel. Voice <laughs> by Barbara Windsor. <laughs> oh, Garma. <laughs> Singapore gone again. <laughs> but, but yeah, sorry, to get back on topic, yeah. To get back, so we, to, get back to Jimmy's Had a wander time. around the con, picked up some stuff, had some fun, had some chats. It was yes. having a great time so far. Really looking forward to the premiere. Uh, made our way over to the cinema, which was across the road from the convention. Um, really nice place, actually. Really nice cinema. Jim, you're reviewing a cinema. It was a really nice <laughs> cinema, though. It was. He'll review anything other than Gundam stuff these days. I'm just he? trying to. I'm trying to set the scene so you can imagine what. All killer, no filler. All couple <laughs> <of> dust memories. <laughs> when Jim reviews a cinema, right? So <laughs> there were about 140 seats. In so the it was screen. right. So it was a nice. So we sat down in a lovely cinema. What kind of popcorn really did you get? There was no popcorn. You weren't allowed food or drink. That should have been your first <laughs> fucking indicator, hell. man. The sun wasn't so, right. Okay, so we all sat down. No. No one at this point knew what was about to happen. Everyone was expecting Gundam the Origin 1 and 2 in all their glory. And a panel. And a panel with the Sunrise cast and crew. First thing that happens, guy comes up from all the anime. Uh, bad news, the panel has been moved to tomorrow. Quite a few groans in the audience because I think a lot oh, of people oh, had, had came from further than London for the day just to see this. Because it was... Um, there was some really great Gundam cosplay. There was a guy and another guy in an Amaro and Char cosplay. Very like very well detailed. Was detention. it you and Zach? Hmm? Was it you and Zach? It was me and Zach. Yep, sitting up the back. But um, Mario was dressed as Ma- Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mario. Um, yeah, there was Gundam cosplayers. There was lots of people who came specifically for this event. So you heard a couple of groans like, "Oh, that's a shame. I really wanted to hear this panel." Uh, and the guy was like, oh, sorry about the panel, but that's tomorrow. And he was like, and okay. You kicked off a hope. I can't even get any popcorn. <laughs> <this> <laughs> can I get a popcorn? Can I get a panel? In London. Out. He told us there was no Can I get a bridey? I'm in this very nice cinema, I must emphasize, blah, blah, blah. But then, do you, do you know the postcode of the cinema? I will look it up after we put it in the show notes okay, for cool. anyone who's interested in what the cinema is. It has a cable. There was a cable car outside the cinema. <laughs> Where did the cable car go? Across the one that went over the, the, river. the Thames. Is yeah, it that it's one? like next to the Millennium Dome. Oh, actually, I made 
since it's all killer no filler I want to point out <laughs> first time I've ever seen the Millennium Gym Dome reviews did you go into the Millennium Dome no I didn't get to go into the Millennium Dome did you go to the Jamie Oliver restaurant <laughs> well it's like a, <laughs> does he like Gundams <laughs> I've been to the I've been to the G-Dome I don't need to go to the Millennium Dome I'm done I've seen enough domes in one year so anyway Rick Rick Dome sorry <laughs> <laughs> Jim's bad time. Jim's bad time. I'm trying to just. I'm trying to laugh it up because I was so traumatized at the time. Sat down. Guy, get out of the way. The panel. Story, guys, about the panel. It's not happening today. Ah, right, it's okay. We're still going to get to see Gundam: The Origin One too. Guy goes well. So from Sunrise, we have Sunrise's European Community Manager. And that's it. Like, Sunrise oh, have a European community. Apparently, yeah. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell from some of their, the adverts you see in between the episodes that I've like, Guys, we know you've come to see Gundam, but good news, we've got some Bleach for you instead. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch four episodes of Bleach. You've taken the piss out of the only person in Europe who you're supposed to be keeping on good terms with. Like your oh, only allegiance is to Bandai, not Sunrise. It's fine. We got the fine. we got the Gunpla USA account following us on Twitter. We're hi guys. If you're listening, love your work. Hmm. Love Gunpla. <laughs> Be great to review a few kits now and again. No, that? you're gonna get Odeon phoning you. <laughs> Jim, do you want to come look at our cinema? Tell us where we're going wrong. With cinema it? reviews. Cinema dust memories. <laughs> I feel like I've gone on a massive tangent here, but I've got a few cinema dust memories. (laughs) (laughs) Down the back of the seat. I think we've been on a tangent for the last half an hour or so. So the guy gets all the way to the way and then he goes, and the other thing I need to point out is this is actually the English dub of Mobile Suit Gun and the Origin 1 and 2. And then immediately signs off like, you could, you could, the closest thing to a microphone drop, he basically says, okay. Bye. And then just walks off the stage <laughs> to massive, genuine, you could hear, there was going to be a mutiny almost in the cinema. Shar was going to declare independence, I think, and drop bring a, down drop, a colony. Yeah, drop a colony on the world's nicest cinema. But yeah, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Zach that joked that you could almost hear the doors drop of the a cinema. cinema. Big fucking cinema coming <laughs> A cable car. A cinema landed on, landed on Jim's house. You're just standing there. It's like that bit of Independence Day. Oh, Zeke, this is big cinema. Zeke. Jung. But um, yeah, I think it was Zach who made the joke that you could almost hear the cinema doors lock and shut behind us as we <laughs> left and were trapped in there with the English dub. You know, you know they were attaching a Dan jar <laughs> capsule full of gas outside. But, um, the, um, so the thing, that, the thing that really kind of rubbed salt in the woods and made things really bad was... What's the, the Dan jar capsule? What's the Dan jar capsule? We're always fixating slowly as we watched Yuri Lonesaw try and do his best uh, Rambaral. But um, Yuri Lonesaw's not actually Rambaral, is he? Uh-huh, yeah. Wow. But um, so the thing is, the dub, the dub was okay for the most part. The problem was the first 10 minutes were absolutely abysmal and people were genuinely just laughing at it. Yeah, like you could just shame. hear, like it was, the, it was the opening scene of the Origin One, which is like a pretty impressive sequence of like it's CG, but it still looks pretty right. great. But the it was just kind of it was the worst kind of dub where it's like, wow, he's going three times faster than the average mobile suit. The thing and that I like, the thing I think is bizarre is how we can see those words written on screen and a Japanese voice says, and it's fine. Uh-huh. But to hear the words that are written on the screen in an English voice is like. Ooh. But yeah, it's kind of. But it's just, why, why is that? It sounds. I it's, think it's because when you hear anime dubbed 
you realise, oh, this is terribly written. <laughs> this is a cartoon for children. Yeah. <laughs> do you think it's that? Do you think it's something? I think do, it's do you think um, we genuinely believe the Japanese voice performances are better, or is it I just... think it's a, it's a, l- there's a little bit of both going on, really. Because I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's a. I think there's there's subtleties lost in translation. I think uh, people dubbing it also have a problem with they're trying to match dialogue to what is basically mouth. That is one of the problems. I think they should just forget about trying to do that and just go. Also, I believe there's a problem with trying to fit English dialogue into the same amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's in Japanese, you can actually get more in faster. So or or so there's some yeah, no, sort of time I don't, yeah, I don't I don't I don't envy so their job. That's why there's a lot job. of a lot of things that people say in dubs sounds really red and unnatural because mm-hmm. people can't just speak. Yeah, well, this is the problem is and they don't sound like people. In the origin was it was when any time there was an information dump, it just sounded incredibly stilted. Because um, a lot of Japanese dialogue is like declarations. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's not it. It rarely sounds like people just chatting to one another. It's you know things like, "He's this," <laughs> and you know those lines that are like, "You mean they're going to deploy that?" And those suddenly really stand out. It's yeah. like people don't fucking like they don't hint at things to one another and go, "What you mean?" And leave those things hanging, and it sounds. Rubbish. Yeah, that was exactly the problem. The first ten minutes were really stilted and awkward. It did actually kind of—I don't know if it, I know it's not really works like that, but it did seem like they almost got into a flow of it as it going on. Or maybe I just got used to it. But there were some really good performances, like um, Liam O'Brien, who's in a lot of video games. Um, so I recognise his voice. He does a really, really good gear in Zabby. Actually, like he was actually kind of making. It sounded like a kind of cool calculated guy and it was like really working for that character but we some should, of them we should, do a, we should do a feature on the next episode where people people give us which famous celebrities should voice <laughs> iconic Gundam characters well we can always do that classic cast the live action imaginary yeah. Gundam <laughs> film thing but yeah um, Raul's voice it didn't lend the right kind of not as young Raul doesn't have that much gravitas, but it wasn't like the voice coming out of him just didn't sound right at all. So the name of the origin is like young young Char with Char voice. Yeah, like, <laughs> really, that almost doesn't work either. But yeah, it's fine um, though. It's not like you could do anything else. Yeah, it was it was great to see it on a big screen. The dub was kind of a disappointment, but eventually, I think like a lot of things, it's just like once you've watched enough of the dub, you're almost just you sort of forget that it's happening. You took some wee interviews as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I took some interviews to gauge opinions. Some people were quite. Uh, I guess raw about because some of them recorded like <laughs> I, I should say I've not heard these so the no, I'm looking forward yeah. to them so it's like GDM it. first but yeah well, you got um, a bleeper on standby <laughs> but yeah some people I think I think looking forward to is, hearing from Mario oh yeah Mario's got what did, what did Mario <laughs> think of the cinema woohoo <laughs> you know it's great he was <laughs> he was he's was like what? you wouldn't hear Mario complaining about the pipes no, on his <laughs> oh that's the second time I've kind of made that joke he's, one of the, he's looking for more laughter so on we'll, the we'll, way into the cinema yeah, I hope um, they made lots of spaghetti yes very good very good but, um, Jim turns to the camera it's been one of those days <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, it was a good experience I think coming out of it I think it was kind of like a fairly muted downplayed atmosphere like people weren't 
that like a funeral infused. It wasn't well somewhere between a funeral and a wedding, I'd say. Um, <laughs> a birthday party. Birthday party. It was a birthday. It was a, a birthday party for dying. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, that's entertaining. It's uh, still cake. People had fun. Um, the ending, I think most people have seen the end of Origin two by now. Um, our friend uh, Paul Beach episode um, has pretty much no knowledge of Gundam, and at the end of Origin two, when they introduce the real Shar Aznavel, who is literally just a carbon copy mm. of Edward, uh, and then Sailor's cat dies, which also got a lot of laughter in the in the cinema. Was despite it? being a so tragic what, moment, was it just a lot of pricks or what? Well, <laughs> turns it out was, the Dan Jar was laughing. Yes, again that <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbird still like the. <laughs> The Dan Jar was like just full of really dank hash. <laughs> a big, big fucking Gundam. Big green V fin. <laughs> but yeah, um, he was incredibly confused by all of that and then totally bewildered by. It. I think it was that, the Dan That's, that's the down. Gundam experience. That's. We're well, gonna, yeah, we're, we'll hear from. Who, who's it we're going to hear from? We'll so from we the, have uh, Paul, Beach Episode, uh, Zach, who's Heat Phoenix on Twitter. Uh, and we've got Siam Ahmed, who's. Simon Ahmed on Twitter and I think competition winner yes. yep the big competition Our golden boy and I think Will Potter as well who's the quiff is dead on Twitter will cool. all be giving their opinions we'll on hear from them right now okay I'm here with Simon at MCM Comic Con we just watched Gundam The Origin part 1 and 2 Simon what did you think of it? Aside from the fact that they pulled one over by showing the dub. One, they pulled a big one over. Yeah, they showed us the dub instead of the sub. Uh, Origin was good. Um, I want more mobile suit battles. And the sort of emotional crux of the film was a cat. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I've got Will Power here as well. Will, do you want to give us your opinion on the film? Uh, I actually thought it was really good. Um, loved the fights. Rambaral was awesome. Um... But uh, yeah, I mean, bit bit confusing with like Shah's story now. But uh, I won't give any spoilers away. But uh, overall, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, thanks, Will. Zach, what did you think of Gundam: The Origin Part One and Two? Well, honestly, um, it, you know, it was a little bit conflicted because it was the English dub, and I didn't really expect it. But that's nothing to do with the actual quality of the episode. Um, I would say I enjoyed one more than two. Yeah, yeah, and especially because. I, I didn't feel as interested in these things about Char because it was actually more like um, like we were going step by step by things that happened to Char and I didn't feel as involved or engaged as with episode one actually I don't know how you feel about that right okay I'm here with Beach Episode from Twitter what did you think of Gundam The Origin Part 1 and 2 as a newcomer to the franchise well I mean I never watched any other episode of the show at all I mean I never watched any mobile suit anything else but it stood up on its own uh, that's that's pretty much it what do you think of the cat dying What's, oh the cat dying um, <laughs> that was has to be the most melodramatic thing I've ever seen in any anime I do recommend it it was a good a good entry it got me into like into starting Mobile Suit Gundam I guess so yeah cool thank you so it's time to hear from our lovely online Gumpla friends again. We've been, as always, loving the stuff you've been making and sending us, so keep doing that. We were saying the other day, I think we've got like a a seriously tangible number of people in the Gundam. Yep. I, I have to watch that we're not blowing our own horn 
too much. But I mean, again, Bandai, if you're listening, I can think of about like, a couple of kickbacks. Well, like, about thirty people. <laughs> oh, really? Thirty? Yeah. Fuck, I feel okay. like every week someone gets in touch with me about having bought their first yeah, combo. Yeah. Maybe right. We'll have to run the numbers. Yeah, I don't think it's blown your <laughs> blown your own to say people. I mean, these are people who are saying. I listened to the podcast mm. and now I've bought a kit. So it's true. People, yeah. are, people are doing it and we're delighted to hear it. This Gunpla Dust isn't just for show. It does actually convert people. Brings people together. To the hobby. So we got some questions and um, we're going to start with Golden Boy, Sam, okay. who was asking us, what's our most wanted Revive high grade? Uh, I think for me it would be Revive Rick DS because I've got the 1999 mm. HG Rick DS. Love the design of Rick DS, but... That kit is a block of plastic, essentially. Um, very little articulation. Um, and it's got very basic weaponry and stuff, and it falls apart quite easily. So it's disappointing. Revive seems to be going in a cool direction. Whereas Master Grade and Real Grade obviously go in that. Here's a million decals and a really gritty real-world representation. Mm-hmm. I think they're keeping it quite cartoony with the Revive yeah, stuff. Like, like the Cubelay looks the, really good. Looks really is exactly. my answer. I'm yeah. definitely going to be picking that up. What's yeah. your most, most, is that even your most wanted? At the moment, I think I want so. uh, I want them to do a, a revive Hyakushiki with yeah. like the same yeah, finish they've got on the master grade on a high grade. I think that sounds like another good pick. Basically, most SATA kits would be good for a revive because I think most of them came out early in the HG line. So mm. Kapul, obviously. Oh, but, Kapul, you, you, can't, you can't get a revive if you don't have an HG <laughs> in the first place. Resurrection mm. of the no grade. Mm. Uh, Summon Skull wants to know what colour scheme like out of all the, the Gunpla or mobile suits we've seen what's, what are the worst colour schemes and best colour schemes Ooh. that could be a custom it could just be line art from the show I really don't like the Kubli Papillion from Build Fairs. I think that's a really not nice colour scheme for the I Kubli. think that's a missed opportunity really yeah, yeah. the worst Kubli which well, I mean, they're, they're all really good, but that one's yeah. pretty Yeah, I really, like the, I really like the Universal Century Kubelis and the colour schemes you get there, but I think the Kubelis, I mean, I can't even, whatever shade Papillon. Greeny, or I don't know, teal, turquoise, whatever colour that is, uh, doesn't really do the Kubelis any favours. And then it's got orange stripes, which is just no good. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't just have a big think about it. Um, I, I feel like... Before we turn to questions, I want to have a big catalogue handy. Because <laughs> there's so to. much, there are so many suits in so many series to think about. As soon as the, like, so what's your favourite coloured suit? Oh, oh. <laughs> the, the original high grade they released of the Rose and Zulu looks terrible. It's like, it's not accurate to the show. It's got some weird brown mm. on it. Then the, obviously the, I love the both Angelo suits. They're, they're a very, very good colour scheme, but the original one looks terrible for some reason. I'm thinking if there's any other kits. I really love the Zeta 3, Amaro's Zeta from... Oh, um, yep, that's a great pick. Evolve in that, because I mean, and even his, his Caraba one's pretty nice, mm-hmm. Zeta from that. Good um, all Amaro's suits have pretty good colour mm. schemes. Yeah. Um, I'm always a big fan, I guess, the classic um, black torso that the new Gundam and the Mark II have. That's probably my favourite colour scheme for a Gundam, I'd say. Kind of, it'll be a more understated version of the original mm. Gundam's color scheme. I really like the high news color scheme as well. Yeah, I love the pick. I love the kind of two tone fin funnel. Mm. Things. It's really nice. Um, in terms of Red Cliff, Strike Strike Gundam Red Cliff. If you don't know what that is, we'll post a picture of it so you can see. I cringed the wee bit there just thinking about it. It's been a while. 
it's stuff like the stuff that really tends to get to me is the stuff that's just palette swaps like the, that blue frame asterisk yeah and it's like the red frame looks pretty cool but the blue one is a, it's just blue. Like I, get it. I, mean, I get it I get it why they've done it but it's like I don't like it because um, all the wingsuits I think have really nice colour palettes the, do you know what is I don't like the F.E.O. in this colour scheme actually oh do you know what you like that yeah, they're getting a maroony whatever that is a lovely colour scheme is the Seven Eleven custom stuff it, it actually looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> the ANA stuff looks really nice as well. Hobby Isaac, that's Hobby that's a good <laughs> one. Yep. Bitsocket asks: Will the release of the first series of Gundam be worth watching for someone who's pig ignorant? I assume he means the Blu-ray. Yep, uh, I can talk about that briefly actually, because one of the upsides to going to London Comic Con was our good friends, my my great chums, all the anime were given away. Um, not like given away, but they were releasing. The blue, first half of the Blu-ray box set of Mobile Suit Gundam at Comic-Con to pick up. Comes in a lovely box with the Yaz origin art on it. Mm. One side is all the the Fede scum, and then on the other side is all the glorious Spacenoid Zeon. What happened to the left-wing bias? <laughs> <laughs> I think like we really we touched on this last time as well, that basically the Gundam series is possibly a better starting point than the movie trilogy. Yeah. So I, I, I really just so reiterate that. I mean, advice, like... Asking, is the original series a good place to start? Well, yes, because <laughs> it's the original it, yeah. series, you know? I'd caveat it, but you have to be a little bit patient with it. I'd um, still maybe recommend the manga. I think the origin's a great place to start. So I think, I can't remember if it's Bitsocket Joe or Bitsocket Scott that has got them ordered. Or Bitsocket Lee. Or Bitsocket Lee, it could be Lee. Um, one of them has it on order already, so I think... Okay. If he's already got it locked in, yes, watch it, and you, I think you'll generally have a great time. I've this is my second watch of the series. Um, this time, the first time I watched it, uh, I was kind of I think I talked about this on Twitter recently, but I was in a bit of a hurry to get through it because um, I just wanted to see the episodes that everyone always talked about, like oh the Zacrello, Zacrello episode yeah. and the Salt episode <laughs> and <laughs> the Salt, which he's I know me and Owen, me and Owen have buried he's the hatch so over this, but. I think you buried yeah. the hatchet in your back. But there's some really there's some really great stuff. Like I think um Owen said it best uh, recently when he said one of the good things about Gundam, um especially original Gundam, is it's not anime in a lot of ways. It's a it's a Japanese cartoon, but <laughs> yeah, very much anime Janai. Like it touches on really interesting themes. There's a lot of like very like realistic character behaviour that you don't see in a lot of other shows like mm. characters act like they actually would act if they were in a war people die in the ways <laughs> they, that, they do they do and they I don't mean, there's, there's obviously ridiculous cartoon nonsense but I mean a lot of the stuff Amaro does and a lot of the stuff the white based uh, staff do is and I think because the, the films have to cut to the chase more uh, you lose some of the some of those subtle human moments that you know, just and those are the little touches that really make it feel more like a a realistic world and mm-hmm. more of a realistic war situation, because obviously the movies have to focus on Amro and Shar, and it's it's just their show. But it's great to see those little moments when in the see, series. Yeah, the little moments. The one thing I, when I was watching it last week, they actually really blew me away. But it's a really small detail. Um, there's a scene where a Zeon soldier um, is like really anticipating a battle and you can see the sweat forming on his brow underneath his like um space helmet and he goes to wipe the sweat away from his brow but he's got the helmet on and then there's a moment of oh i've got my helmet on i can't wipe my brow i was like 
that's such a it's like a silly mm, incidental detail, but you're like though. that's something that would probably happen mm. if you're about to go and blow up some Fetty scum. So once again, that's a big yes for the original. Oh well, yeah, series. I would watch it. Give it some give it some leeway because it is. It is old, it's and old, the yeah. one thing that's kind of fun, amusing about the Blu-ray versions is it's in such high definition that you can see pencil scratches on the cells, and you can sometimes almost see the cells moving on top of each other, if that mm. makes sense, which is like, it's almost quite fascinating in a lot of ways, because it's like a really in-depth look at how a cartoon was uh-huh. made. Um, oh, cool. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the second half coming out next year. Space F91 wants us to talk about Gundam OSTs, not openings or endings, but actual scores back in music. Um... I think we'll leave this one for a future episode because it's something we could really do like a proper feature on. Because I know, yeah. like, I certainly have a lot of feelings about stuff like Shards Counterattack, Unicorn, and yeah. that. Uh, the good thing about like stuff like that is I think you tend to find the really, the really sort of deep stuff in the stuff that doesn't really have OPs and EDs. So yes, yeah. we will get to those on a future episode. Scientologist, spelt with a PS, <laughs> wants to know: um, Do we have any intention of going to the UK Gumpla convention that Japan Cool was promoting? Uh, I guess we'll see how it pans out. See when it is. I feel like we're maybe a bit on the on the fringe of the UK Gunpla scene. Yeah, I'm not sure what I would do when I was there. So I, I, I joined. I joined the. Offer. I joined that Gunpla, Gunpla Builders Facebook group recently just to see if there was anyone in our area on it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Scottish people on there. Oh. The thing that struck me about it though was like, I mean, the people on there are like serious. Yeah, yeah. Like they take it very, very seriously. So if they want to invite us to be. On a panel. Oh, yeah. I'd be more than happy to join. If you've got a cinema, Jim, Jim will let you know what you think. I can give you so. a solid review. I won't go anywhere that doesn't have cup holders. Where is it? Is it, in, is it in England? Leeds. Leeds, yeah. <sighs> it's mm? Nah. What's up, eh? <laughs> Don't go bother. <laughs> I'll, I'll, for, it's a, I'll see from me. If, it, if it's more than 20 minutes away. I would absolutely love to see how you'd handle... Doing Gumpla Dust Memories in front Live. of Live. Oh, Jim would crumble. Under the desk. I'd love it. Jim's bad time live. But imagine that an entire <laughs> trying to wipe his sweat away, but his space helmets. <laughs> an entire auditorium watching him doing his weird pipe gestures. Paperbag Animator asks, "Who would lead the development on the perfect Gundam game?" Ooh, that's a good question. Someone out there right now will be thinking from software, but they made that unicorn game. It wasn't very good. I see the two obvious ones that stick out are platinum games. Don't say platinum. I know that's the thing I would say is <laughs> platinum is almost like too obvious, and I almost think like. Platinum are almost too like they would be too action oriented and too over the top to do a good. It would depend Gundam on the game. kind of game. Who would lead development on the perfect Gundam karting game? Nintendo, for example. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just take that episode of SD Gundam, turn it into a game. It's hard. I mean, what kind of? I feel like there's more stuff to be explored with Gundam games. It's, almost, it's all very much third person. I almost want to say, in light of Xenoblade X, Monolith. Get them to do a Gundam game. Yeah, ta- I feel like Takahashi is very Tomino in his own way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, with this kind of philosophy, uncompromising yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, there's there's a million answers to that question, but the one. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. An open world game where the Gundam has to climb up a tower to get a view of space. Activision. Activision uh, would be like an MMO kind of thing, where there's a lot of micro. Go buy your VFIN for a hundred uh, Gundam coins. Oh, walking around without a VFIN. I know. Disgusting. You can buy a big couple of joints for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Um, Gavin wants to know what's the best gunplay for JoJo poses? 
I've had good results with real grade Astray, real grade Exia, surprisingly limited range. Uh, I think, I think the, Jojo poses are always going to be very difficult. The for high bending. mock is very poseable. Um, it can bend. It's chubby. It's like bend it's not, very far. It's not muscular. I think if you took a, a high mock and gave it an RG's hands, so you could do the you do you really individual need, fingers. You really yeah. need a Gundam with an archable back, like. which the mock can do. The mock can bend right back. That Atlas Gundam looked like it would be oh, nice, yep, and, nice and limber. Gundam. If we get that, you can stick it. Give it a wee hat and a coat, and it can be. It's not bad, Jojo. Uh, Graham White, Northern Thug, asks, <laughs> what's the most disappointing kit you've ever built? Oh, I want to say... It's I'm a hard th- one because I've said that that Death Scythe, the Dragon Momoko one I built. Oh, yeah. I say it's, as much as they were good kits, all the Endless Waltz Master Grades, I said this before, but they all have the same inner frame, basically, and you feel like you're building the same kit. Mm. I feel like um, maybe the, the high-grade... G self was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, that's a shame. Kind of, it was kind of you just because it was a little bit basic and uh, wasn't totally accurate to their original kit. Well, not to, to original line art and things like that. Um, I'm trying to think of other kits that might be. I guess they're uh, very touched on the high grade Rick Diaz, well, about, which is uh, a bit uh, blocky. So Agagai wasn't. Uh, almost like you can't really say that. You can't say that was disappointing because I knew exactly what I was getting in for. Please look forward to our feature where we discuss building eighties gunpla. It's gonna yep. be. It's gonna be a good one. Like. <laughs> Maybe next time. How we do it next time? Yeah, I mean, have you? Did you get one? Have you got an eighties kit? I didn't get one. Only order one. They're so. Yeah, that, cheap. Is that still going on? Then? We you should see some of the again. old some of the old MSV kits you can get, man. Just like really far out stuff, <laughs> like like Zaku's that look like they were made in like Soviet Russia in the sixties. Like, real far out stuff. I was slightly slightly tempted by the old Gyan. Yeah, but I. Can't. No, I'll, I'll I'll hold out for a nice gun. You just need to stock up on your glue, I think, if you want to build an old kit, which is what <laughs> I had to do for the egg goo just guy. Squeezing all the parts together in your fist and then throwing glue. Using an Uhu. That is essentially, that is not far from what I did really, it was basically just forcing plastic shells together. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, I have to say. A short one from Crunch King, who... How would you explain Char's drastic change between Zeta and Char's counterattack? I'm going to go... You don't, really. It's I'm going to go deep here and say there's a cutscene in a PlayStation 2 Gundam game. I do uh, I do like that. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's, you can't talk about it without it's not really, spoiling. It's not really canon. I feel I like know, it was a... It, I can't it's the, the name best... Of the game. Kind of it's explanation like that's out there. It's like Shall we post a link to it on it, the, the show notes? Yeah, it, 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 to touch on it briefly, it basically kind of uses Char being kind of pissed about what happened to Camille and generally how the whole Titans Neo Zeon situation resolved and basically saying, let's just fucking do it, lads. Let's just blow up the air. I can relate. I'm, I'm very upset about what happens to Camille as well, so we can all relate to that. There's different interpretations. Just spend. 10 minutes again I feel like we'll have a full conversation about this day when we eventually talk about Char's counter I feel like they basically need an excuse for Char and Amro to get back to fighting each other so they could do a film about it basically because they basically they chilled out in Zeta which was cool in some ways but one final question here from Sonic Yoda who says when you boys going to stop buying those plastic robots the family are worried never never well I think what this episode has proved is that it's not the uh, basement 
dwelling thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, we, it's a it's passionate community. from one community. basement to another. We it's are, out in the world. It's in the cinemas of the yeah, world. It's in the basements of in the world. In some of the nicest cinemas out there. Yeah. And, I don't uh, know why I'm getting dragged about this so much. I just really like the cinema. Is that <laughs> such a crime? You're like, you're one of those guys who, when he knows he's got a story, he will milk Every drop of it. I just like the Just cinema. wait for this guy. Wait, wait till the podcast is out. The feedback will be resoundingly. They'll be actually asking for more information sack, about the sack cinema. Gym. They'll be, no, they'll be saying, "Can we get a follow up?" A four we'll do a poll. One. We'll do a sack sack gym poll. Who would you replace me with? There's no one as good as me. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to do my star. I'm just going to go away and do my Star Wars. Plamo Your solo podcast. Star Wars podcast. Yeah, just sit and make Star Wars. Noises. So if anyone wants to audition for the to, to, for the role of Jim, no one can touch. capture this nervous energy. Someone walks <laughs> no in, one. walks in a mic, walks in a, a room, knocks over a mic stand. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, previous episode we all went to Japan. This episode we were out doing field reporting. I wasn't. I was in the house <laughs> <laughs> getting a sore head off spray paint. So that, I had an authentic experience. I don't know what you guys were doing. That's true. You and your popcornless cinema. And you don't need popcorn to have a nice. That's why it was such a nice cinema because it hadn't been defiled by popcorn crumbs and still going. No defiled. sticky. It didn't have a. Well, I'll tell you something. It didn't have a sticky floor, which is the trademark of a bad cinema. Some of the best cinemas I've been in have sticky floors. Is that another one of your cinema dust memories? There. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean that, that about wraps it up for this one. Um, and, oh, you got yeah. a wee Owen's got. Well, one. since it is close to Christmas, no. I thought I'd get you a little gift, Barry. Oh, um, I think I know what it you've is. Been a good boy this year. So I have been a very good boy. Thank you. Here you go. It's not quite a lump of coal. But oh, there it is. It's a zock. I got you a <laughs> zock. What? The box won't even close. What have you done to it? Uh, I think. Oh, I've, oh yeah, I took one of the runners out. To have Taking a look the runners it. out. That's. That's lovely. That look at the the one the tor like the entire torso is one piece. Yep. yep. Oh, that color. I left my lovely. zock in one piece. So it sucks for Christmas. <laughs> Check out that leaflet as well. I think they really they have some cheek. Did you take them in the bag? I took a couple of them in the bag to have a look. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> what years? So what years? I'm, I'm sure you mean. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's 1984, and that was in 1995. Reproduction of the 1984 right, kit, okay. I believe, from doing a little bit. So the actual kit is older than me. Look, they're very generous. Even the pictures of the runners, yeah, are painted. Pa- painted. It's like, is that is that what's happening? So, being... so yes, we'll be we'll be running a feature on we built some 80s gunpla and here's what happened I've just realised how much Zoc looks like a kappa. Yep. Well, there's a few kappa customs if you look online or if you. Look Taking the little beak at the bottom. <laughs> the the box aren't cracking me up I so much. Guess it, yeah. Sad that guy is the best. Like <laughs> it's kind of almost sinister that guy. It reminds me of uh, the Lion King. A little dance. Zork like his arms outstretched. Like, hey, give you a cuddle. It's me. So yeah, I'm going to build this 1984 Zork at some point. So Merry Christmas. Um, but no, we hope you all get lots of lovely gunpla for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And please get in touch. Let us know what you get. And if you are wondering what to get us, then you know. You can buy me some new nippers because mine are terrible. Mm-hmm. So get me a Cineworld Unlimited card. <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't you don't need the the card lets you see films. You can just walk into the cinema. <laughs> just have, just maybe sit. get a job in a cinema. That sounds good to you. So if you want to talk to us in the meantime, anyway, you can get us at Gumpla Dust on Twitter, mm-hmm. or you can reach us individually. Uh, let's hug, bro. 
at MechaGameZilla or at No Stopping Epoch. Uh, we love your pictures. Yeah, your kits, send so them in, please. please. Keep really sending like them. Let's turn that thirty into thirty-one. That could be you. Let's do it. Let's you do it. You could be the thirty-first. Um, I hope you all have a lovely Christmas, and we will speak to you in the new year. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. She